Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. It's not safe to listen alone. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we try to lure healthy animals into our vans, then take them to the Love oil spill. Then we give out fake green cards and then start turning in busboys. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The countdown to Armageddon starts here. Series 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. What a friend you have in Jesus, son. He's a friend, huh, Chappy? Well, if he's such a friend, where is he, huh? What he done for me? A friend we have in Jesus. I tell you what you do, Chap. You tell him to call me. Call me and tell me what kind of friend he is, huh? Solitary 22607. What he done for me, Chappy, huh? What has he done for me? He ain't done nothing for me! Kiss my ass. Tell Jesus to kiss my ass. How about that? Tell him that.
to it, boppers. Oh, yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show on a weekday. And I know what you're thinking. If I, uh, if I can turn on this radio program and hear a guy pop back in here and, uh, within seven days of his surgery, then I, the listener, can pick up the phone and give a call for some Ichibans. You say to yourself, I can be all part of that. I can dial 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, and uh, help it all out a little bit. Get it all started. And that's all you have to do to get that rolling. Pick up your telephone, and it's uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, to join in the Ichibans. Uh, yeah, Lappy 5000's having... Uh, gigantic uh, problems today. But Hicks, I want you to slow yourself down. I want you to say it aloud. I'm black and I'm proud. Uh, Glenn Beck is holding his uh, march. You and I are leaving here after the show today to go be a part of it. And it's down. Come down a little bit, bro. Thanks. The uh, important thing there is is uh, Glenn Beck said this. Of course, he's... Uh, going to be on the steps on the anniversary of the Martin Luther King uh, I had a uh, dream speech and uh, what Mr. Beck said is he's not you know doing this to compete or take away from Martin Luther uh, King he said this is a moment quite honestly that I think we can reclaim the civil rights movement and it is about that time. I mean, we lost the civil rights movement uh, to Martin Luther King. And this gives us the opportunity to uh, reclaim it. And God knows we should. Oh, I like to see that uh, board light up like that. I like to see the people go, hey, if Ronnie B wants to come in here and make radio, I'll make radio with him. I'm willing to do that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. For the uh, Ranafe show, uh, we'll get started on your Ichibans. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Paul. Paul, in Florida, you're on the Ranafe show. Hey, Ronnie. What can I do for you, pal? Better there, buddy. Thanks. One of the guys from the Cake Boss got arrested for diddling a minor. So. Uh... Now, which exactly? Yeah, which show is Cake Boss? He's not the guy in Baltimore, right? No, no, it's the other one. Um, and he's not gay. All right. So, so he was with a girl. Yeah. All right. So uh, could be and always be worse. Excited about that. I don't know what it is about the guys who work in the cake industry and minors. It's uh, it's frightening. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's somebody named Not Matt, and I appreciate that, uh, in Virginia. What, what do you got for me, Not Matt? Hey, Ronnie B., how are we doing? Good. Hey, uh, Washington phenom rookie Steven Strasburg, arm tendon pole, headed for Tommy John surgery in the offseason. That is the worst possible news, is it not? It is ridiculous. They get lucky once, and it'll last at all of uh, five starts. 
Um, it's a uh, scary, scary proposition when that uh, tendon stuff uh, comes down. Now, they just found this out the other day, that it looks like Lou Gehrig never had Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, Hicks, I know you think of yourself as a Yankee guy. Yeah. How could Lou Gehrig not have Lou Gehrig's disease? I have no fucking clue. He's Lou Gehrig. Right. It's you would his think, disease. You would think even if he had the measles, it's still Lou Gehrig's disease. He has ownership over that name. I don't know what these doctors' problem is today. So apparently he was misdiagnosed as having uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. So I'm now pushing for the name Lou Gehrig uh, disease to be changed to Mickey Vernon's disease because Mickey Vernon, the old Washington senator, uh, never remembered. And he had every right to be. He had every right to be uh, thought of as a classic. See, I uh, didn't think he could be misdiagnosed because I thought Lou Gehrig was the first one to have it. So whatever he had would be Lou Gehrig's disease. This is what Hicks and I were saying. His disease would have been Lou Gehrig's disease. What they're now saying is whatever disease he had, while it may be Lou Gehrig's disease, mm -hmm. is not Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease needs to give up the name. That's what they're saying. So, or either that or Lou Gehrig uh, has to have died of something else. Yes, yes. Fez Watley, I don't know whether we're handing out gold stars today, but Big FW is on the train. You, What you are saying, Fez, is 100% correct. Lou Gehrig had a disease. He did not have... Lou Gehrig's disease. That's the strange thing. So even when they uh, called it Lou Gehrig's disease, he was misdiagnosed. So uh, you are 100% correct this morning. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Tom. Tom in New York. You're on Ron and Fez. I got my eye on you, Ron. I got my eye on you, Tommy. Especially since you're, well, glad to see you're back, Ron. Uh, you're playing it down a little bit because I lack what you have, and that's a fine, healthy appendix. I understand. Well, I'm a freak. I'm an outsider. Steve Leeds was bragging about him having his appendix yesterday. Oh, is that right, Steve? Yeah. Good. All right. I'm glad. Then you and fucking Kevin Cronin can go around talking about Ario's Speedwagon anytime you want. Oh, was he sticking close to that Kevin Cronin like it was 1980? Anyway, where were we before all the hate uh, speech started, Tom? Okay, two quick things. Uh, first, maybe like uh, uh, pseudo-gout, maybe he had pseudo-Lou Gehrig's disease. I don't know what it was, but it was not Lou Gehrig's disease that Lou Gehrig had. If you could go back and isolate what Fez uh, said, it was uh, perfectly summarized. Uh, it, it's all right there. Okay, so uh, I don't know what exactly he had, Tom, but there it is. Okay, and uh, regarding the Glenn Beck thing, uh, yes, he is going to stand on the same steps as Martin Luther King, but out of deference to uh, Martin Luther King's stature in history, he's going to stand two steps lower. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. It, what a man. There's, if there's one thing uh, Glenn Beck understands, it's, uh, it's respect. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Now, when is this big uh, Glenn Beck... Uh, I have a scream speech going to be taking place. 
It's this weekend, isn't it? Or yeah, I think it's this weekend. I, I know Hicks and I want a road trip. i got to check it out with my doctor. If I don't see Glenn back here, I definitely want to see him later on in the tour where he's standing on that balcony in Memphis. I think that's the fucking show to see with Mr. Beck. I think we get tickets for that. That'll be in April. Um... Early morning, April 4, mm-hmm. shot spring out in the Memphis sky. Yeah. Free at last. Free at last. They took your life. They could not take your pride. I'm doing a song here, Fezzi, is what I'm doing. I'm doing a song. Uh, Frank, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron, good to hear you. Garrick uh, had multiple concussions. That's what caused his problem. So he never had Lou Gehrig's disease? No, just concussions, running the bases. So if... The head with the ball. Yeah, so if now somebody hits their head... They should be able to say, I got a Lou Gehrig on my head. If they got a bump or something. It's like Troy Aikman has Lou Gehrig's disease. Just from uh, having multiple concussions. There you go. Very simple. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over to Mike in uh, D.C. How are you, Mike? Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's not that Beck decided that he's going to stand a few steps down. Actually, the city doesn't grant permits to stand on that actual step. So then here's what I like to see Glenn Beck do. He shows up and he goes to the steps that they tell him to. Then all of a sudden, he breaks out a step ladder. He climbs to the top of it, and he just makes the announcement: "I am now three and a half feet higher than Martin Luther King has ever been." But, Ron, don't you think it's better described as a Jesus for President rally? Fezzi, you're a piece of shit. Um, now, why would you say that about our Fezzi? Don't listen to him, Fez. Um, if you look into this, I don't know exactly what he's promoting or what it has. I don't know. I'm not even sure uh, Glenn has much to do with Jesus since he's a Mormon. Um, I think they have an American Jesus. Which, oddly enough, is Lou Gehrig. If you're a Mormon, you think there was a Jesus, and then he came back as the Iron Horse. Um, the impressive thing about Lou Gehrig, Fez? What's that? I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? I, I didn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. Uh, the impressive thing about Lou Gehrig? Oh, yeah? What's that? Is that wherever he went, uh, he had his mom with him. So no matter, like, uh, you know, you went out to a meeting after with all the guys on the team, we're going out with, hey, Lou, would you like to come out for beers and sausages? Sure, me and Ma will be there. And he would have his Ma with him, and then Babe Ruth used to tease him a little bit, and one of the things that Ruth used to do was, uh, Lou, if you get on base, I'm going to fuck your mom. Uh, and then when Lou would be out, He'd be like constantly looking up in the stands to make sure the babe wasn't, uh, uh, you know, after his mom. Uh, Corey in Atlanta, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, boys. Yeah. Hey, that guy Frank's a fucking idiot. My dad had Lou Gehrig's. It's called ALS, and it's under muscular dystrophy. It's where the nerve endings in your muscles die. Corey, you're missing the point here. Your dad had this, but Lou Gehrig did not. Yeah, but it's not, you can't say that getting hit in the head. Does no, thing. that's it what Lou Gehrig had. Lou Gehrig yeah. was just hitting the head a lot. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but this yeah. is the first of all. I want to explain everything. This thing is 
the least confusing thing in the world. Fez got it in one moment, and then you didn't know what I was talking about when I was talking about Louis Ma. Right. So it's not like he's constantly on the ball picking up everything. But Fez had this concept within seconds of the show today. Uh, by the way, Tommy Jonigan coming in here on Monday. Uh, what time do you want him in, Hicks? Uh, 1 o'clock, I think, could work for Tommy. All right. Uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, I'll tell him 1 o'clock jump. And then also, if you're in the New York area, he's doing Letterman on Monday. And if you like to get tickets for that, you, you call up the Letterman people. And then he could have some people in the audience that were, you know, not just bridge and tunnel people. Even though you're probably coming through a bridge or tunnel to see him. You're not like the rest of those people. No, those people are dirtbags. Um, we call it Philip Carlo disease. You rename it that. I love Philip Carlo. I love that man. He loves us. There's a mutual admiration is going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack, South Carolina. Hey, Ronnie. First off, I'm glad you're okay. You are truly an inspiration. Um, secondly, you know, I know you already have a cupcake named after you, but I think we should rename appendicitis Ron Beddington disease. Wow. That would be uh, thrilling, except for I don't know if I want my name tied in with any diseases. And uh, I'll tell you why, Fez. Why is that? Lawsuits. I don't want to be tied into lawsuits. And we're in a Sioux crazy world here. Yeah, there is a New Hampshire family. There is. Who is... Hold on. I want to make sure I tell Hicks that we're going to try to book him. There's a, a family in New Hampshire. Is it Sleeves' family? I think so. I think it's Sleeves' and son. He takes that boy everywhere. It takes him, I, I see it on his uh, Twitter page. Now, they're suing SeaWorld because they now, took... SeaWorld, is that like in the SeaWorld, SeaWord? No, this is C-S-E-A. All right, then i got to call my travel agent, and I'm canceling a trip. Because uh, I thought I was going to SeaWorld. The theme park in Orlando, because they took their 10-year-old son there for his birthday, and they were watching the Killer Whale show mm -hmm. when the Killer Whale killed the trainer back in February. Mm -hmm. So they said their kid is traumatized. Uh, part of their lawsuit says... He looked right into the trainer's eyes, and she looked right into his. Tough vacation. As she was being killed, as she was being mauled to death by the killer whale. Now, here's the thing. You took your kid to see a killer whale act, and the whale killed. You know who the people that are that, are that sh should sue? People that go to see a killer whale act and don't see any killing. Uh-oh, somebody's on a rant this morning. It's a wild animal. What in the world are you supposed to? It's like taking the kid to a football game so you, and then uh, you, suing because he had to see an injury on the field. So you think uh, people expect to see the whale kill a trainer? I think that's got to be in the back of their mind. It's got to be expected. You're watching a wild animal. Anything You're watching a trained animal. I've been to that uh, show many times, and only one thing uh, ever went through my mind. It's so hot. That when this show's over, we're going back to the car. Because there's nothing better than this part of it. And I'll tell you this. As much as people like that Shamu, I think Cindy and Sandy Dolphin blow them away. Uh, they're friendlier and they're quicker. Well, they don't kill. Or at least not yet, anyway. You're in a little bit of rage today, huh? A little bit, yes. What happened over there? Uh, just no sleep last night. No sleep till Brooklyn? No, nope, no sleep till Brooklyn or Manhattan or any of the other boroughs. 
Name them all. Uh, Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island. That's another gold star. Thank you. So it's like, and you, the family went to see the wild animal. All right, well, no that, one forced a, SeaWorld didn't come to them and force the kid to watch this. All right, well, let's do it from this way. Uh, you as a child, uh, you ended up seeing a child psychologist because you saw a movie, right? Right, yeah. Freaked you out completely. Uh, and your parents had the money to take you to that, right? Yep. In this case, do we know if the parents, the kids saw something traumatic, they take him to the doctor. It's a couple hundred bucks a week. Maybe they ain't got the scratch. All right, I hadn't thought of that. Well, Bash is a meal ticket. That's right. I would just be a little more like this. All right, let's get up those steps and get some sleeps, buddy, or maybe a whale is going to eat you this time. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Chris in D.C. Hey, Ronnie, great to have you back. Fez, you've been amazing the past week. Yesterday you were a little down, but the week before, man, you were just on fire. Ronnie, I was wondering, that for the Mormons, with Lou Gehrig being their Jesus Christ, does that make Cal Ripken the second coming? I think that they would think of Cal Ripken. Uh, you know how we have Jesus as the son of God, Fez? Right. I think they have a grandson of God. And then even uh, nieces and nephews. Um, you have been on fire lately, Fez. Did you go to your uh, hypnotist or whatever you went to last night? No, no. What happens there? I thought that was a Thursday night deal. Uh, he's on vacation. Vacation from his problems. So you're missing him today. Maybe that's why you didn't sleep. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that definitely could be. So uh, he's on vacation for the next two weeks. All right. Keeping us up with the schedule, Fez Watley, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I do appreciate people picking up the telephone and calling in today uh, as we get the Ichiban started. Um, let's go over here to uh, Derek. You're on the Run of Fez show. Just proven that Ronnie B. is better than any cop. Two cops in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, have been confirmed to have been sleeping in their cop car next to each other behind abandoned buildings. Now, the were they were in separate cars sleeping? No, they're right next to each other like little babies. <sighs> That's a little gay, I think. If you and another guy sleep in a car together, I think it's gay. Especially in the both front seat together. That's just fucking nasty. You think if one guy goes in the back, it's all right? It's a little better. It's still creepy. Just sleeping that close to another man. It's like, wow, two feet of space uh, between it, you. It, it, see, so, like, here's a weird thing when it comes to sleeping like that, though. Two guys who split a hotel room, gay. Three guys who split a hotel room, not gay. That's just, you know. Being frugal. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a tweaker fucking. That's just a tweaker pad. But two guys together, like, yeah, we're in room 718. Let's go, Bob. That is fucking gay. You add an extra guy and you're all just crashing together. But also, yeah, one of you is sleeping on the floor. None of this two in a fucking double bed stuff. No, that's horrifying. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, guys? Hey, I want to ask Fezzy if Tommy Jonigan ever had elbow surgery. No, his funny bone is fine. Okay, so why didn't he surgery after him? That's Tommy John. <laughs> oh, okay. Fez Watley's 
pulling the facts out, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave, Jersey, Ichiban. Hey, Ron, I got a big brother update for you. Oh, I'd like to hear that. I don't know if I have the uh, old big brother theme. Yeah. Last night was double eviction, and Maddie, a.k.a. the Gremlin, and Brendan were both sent home. The fact now, no one who has, uh, who plays is in the game. It's just yeah. a game of fucking floaters. It's a, a gay guy, the chick, and three nutdraggers. Yeah, I think I'm kind of rooting for the gay guy or the chick before the nutdraggers. Although I would like to see Mafia Life Chris win it all. Yeah, for the, for the Italians. Yeah. Uh, have we ever worked it out with Mafia Life Chris when he's coming in here with his coffee table book? Yeah, I'm trying to get him in next week, hopefully. Uh, Mafia Life Chris contacted us, Fez. Um, obviously, he was there when I went to the hospital. But uh, he has a coffee table book on Mafia. I don't know, is he like trivia or pictures or something? And he's going to come in and present it to us. And I think he's bringing Uncle Frankie, yeah. his dad. Can't wait to meet him. So his father-in-law is his uncle. I don't judge the Italians. Happens. Yeah. I guess. It, it does happen. Who are we to say? We're no better. We are fucking no better at all. Um, let's go over to uh, our own lady trucker. Hey, LT. Hey, happy anniversary, Ron. Uh, of what? A week ago, you got rid of that worthless appendix. You know what? The, th the thing was, it was worth so much to, to me up to that point. I got along great with my appendix up to the last possible moment. It's like one of those divorces you weren't ready for. Yeah, but I mean, it sat there, it attacked you, it tried to kill you, you battled it. I guess I did. You're a hero, Ron. Well, I'm not, I don't think you're a hero if you just uh, lie quietly and let someone cut into you. I don't know if that's the heroic thing to do. But I do appreciate it, LT. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez Show. We are on a week uh, on a weekday here. Uh, Gary in Indiana, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, boys. Hey, if you have a friend in the hospital and you don't go see him for a few days, is that known as Fez Watley Syndrome? <laughs> Fez Watley's fine. Fez Watley's more than fine. And I'm sure you had a busy weekend last week. Or when was I in the hospital? I don't even know. Well, I yeah. guess I was in there last week through out the weekend and then a couple days to stay home. Right, yeah. Yeah, you went in Thursday evening. A week ago yesterday. Right. I was actually operated on uh, 5 o'clock in the morning a week ago. But uh, some people teasing you about not visiting. Right, yeah. You're still upset about it. Uh-huh. Why is that? Just because I made the wrong decision. So who said that you did? Me. It's between me and you, right? Right. Did I think you made the wrong decision? No. So did you think you made the wrong decision before that? No. So what has you crying now? No, it's just that, uh, well, I wasn't sure about my decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the one I came up with. I think it's brilliant. But now I just feel bad about it. Why do you feel bad? Because I should have been there. You did fine. You got to do whatever you want to do. You came in here in the pitch today, didn't you? Uh-huh. 
Oh, yeah. You, why? What happened, Hicks? Well, he came in late with my breakfast this morning, A. But it was there. You know he delicious. likes an early morning breakfast. What did he bring you? Uh, the, you know, the usual couple of hash browns, some uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. Delicious. Okay, very nice. And uh, I also noticed that his hair was very disheveled. And that's, I saw his hair this morning, too. That's usually a good indicator of what's going on inside of his head. So did he say anything to you? He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not having a good day today. And it's all over this hospital thing? No, I don't, I don't think. Uh, no, I just think it's the regular stuff. I mean, I felt bad about the hospital thing, so that may have added to it, but I think it's just my regular crap. You did just fine. You did just fine um, not visiting. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Sean. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie V. Glad you pulled through, brother. Yeah. Want to get in the big-ass prize closet for Fezzy crying like a little bitch. Well, we don't do that anymore. Um, we're here to promote Fez not crying, getting stronger, feeling good about himself, making things happen. You did that summary today, Fez, the Lou Gehrig summary. Right. So things are going your way. Uh, was it the listeners that made you think that you made the wrong decision? Uh-huh. Robin Bird just walked by. That's one of the few people I'd have to say like this. Excuse me, Miss Bird. Could I just say how much I admire your work? You ever watch the Robin Bird show there on the public access, Hicks? They've seen a couple times. Uh, they will throw it to porno fucking commercials. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And 45 minutes will go along. And then finally she's back on. There's no real difference between the show and the content of a porno commercial. I think synth coke was uh, put on during that. But you have to be very careful because there'll be like uh, Asian girls who like in the ass, big titties, and you're like, oh, this is a good show. And the next thing you see a guy blowing himself. You're like, I can't fucking watch this. Came out of nowhere. What the fuck? Yeah. There was something uh, for everybody. And when that happens, Fez, you have something for no, for, for no one. You can't please everybody across the board. You know, when you have one of those shows... You're always, as much as you're making everybody happy, eventually you piss everybody off. At a certain point, somebody will always say, uh, this show stinks. Uh, Rob, Wyoming, you're on my face. Hello? Yeah. Hi, yeah, it's, uh, my name's Rob. Huge fan of the show for a long time. I'm just so glad to hear you back, Ronnie, but, uh, I gotta tell you, I know that Fez loves you with all his heart, and even if he wasn't there at the hospital, uh, that doesn't mean Jack guy was there with you in his mind, and man, if he'd seen you in the hospital, he might have fallen apart completely. I get all that. It may not have been the way he wanted to see me. It may not have been helpful to him at all. I have no problem with him not uh, coming over. Thank you. No problem at all. Now, me, I always do the quick run-through with a fucking Sports Illustrated that I buy downstairs anyway. Here's a Sports Illustrated. I thought you could look through that. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get your rest, buddy. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
Ron Zero Fez. Thomas in Kansas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fatty Arbuckle's got a point there. If that appendix bursted in a lesser man, they would have died. That makes you a hero, my friend. Well, first of all, I wish that we wouldn't call Lady Trucker Fatty Arbuckle just because both of them have done something with a champagne bottle. Uh, Two, I heard the you could have died from my doctor. Uh Still don't believe him. Because I still see appendicitis as being a a children's uh, disease. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to uh, Pat. Pat, you're on Fez. Hey there, Ronnie B. Uh, Friday, Fez. How you doing? Good. Uh, what can we do Ronnie, for you? Hey, Ronnie B., maybe you could give your prescriptions to Chris Stanley. He could sell them for you and make you a little extra cash. Um, there's no way he's selling. I can get rid of anything you need. You say that, and then you fucking keep it all to yourself. I wouldn't front you shit. We'll break even. Don't worry. Uh, Big E, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. What's up, Ronnie B? What's up, Fez? Hey, let me tell you something, Fez. Hey, about, about, I guess about a month ago, my cousin got shot up. I go to the hospital. My brother doesn't go to the hospital. My cousin, although he loved me coming to the hospital, he still didn't care if my brother came to the hospital. He still loved him. So if Ronnie B say, fuck it, Fez, fuck it. Fuck what the listeners say, man. You know, don't, don't sweat that shit. Some people made for it. Some people are not. So fuck it. You know, don't let the listeners get you down over that shit. Um, I think he's got a very, very good point, uh, Fez. Uh, some people are cut out for it. Some people aren't. You said you wrestled with it. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Um, Ronnie's in pain, and I don't want him... Th- I mean, everything that went through my head was Ronnie's in a lot of pain... I don't know if he want you know, if I show up there, is he going to try to, you know, act like he's not in pain so that I don't freak? I mean, I just did, went through every freaking stupid scenario. Did you think I'd start going like this? I'm glad I'm here, Fez. And now I'm going to start dancing just to try to make you feel better. Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Uh, Pepper, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hi. Yeah, Ronnie B., I just wanted to know if you could tell me, what does hospital food taste like? Oh, I would have no fucking idea. None whatsoever. All right, so, uh, yeah, tell them that would be a very good thing for them to do. And they're on ESPN also. Hmm. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's uh, Dennis in Staten Island. You're in Fez. Good morning, Ron. Yeah. Godspeed, my friend. Welcome home. What do you mean when you uh, say Godspeed like that, by the way? Uh, I want you to be as fast as a god. Maybe Mercury. But I'm already here. Uh, there's no... I, I don't want to be running around all the time at Godspeed. All right, so then, whoa, slow down, big fella. Yeah, there you that? go. Or Godsmack, and we'll try to bring that sound back. There you go. I got an Ichiban for you. All right, let me hit this. It's official last night. Ronnie and Sammy Sweetheart broken up. Can somebody bring you back some money, please? All right, well, first of all, we'll try to bring back some money, and then I'll check in with Hicks on this. Somebody bring me back some money, please. Hold on that new shit. Niggas like how come? Niggas want my old shit. Buy my old album. I don't think we need it like that. 
so it's over between those two. For this week, yeah. I mean, she's just sick and tired of his creeping and uh, hooking up with other broads. She's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Basically. And it's also uh, Wow and Snooki wrote a note, an anonymous note and put it on her bed saying that he's been hook- hooking up with broads. See, that's not right. Back. I say you either got to come at it face to face or not at all. Yeah, they're being real pussy about it. You can't trust those girls. But, you know, that Sammy Sweetheart's a little doll face. Oh, yeah. Great extensions on her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's very proud of her extensions. Those aren't her real breasts? J-Wow has fake titties. Um, but do you think extensions were first? I, I was making a joke about she would get breast extensions. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mark in Charlotte. Hey, guys, how are you? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I was cringing listening to your story about the catheter yesterday, having the dick tube. I had an operation. I had to, after about eight hours, I woke up and felt this tube next to me and, and almost had a heart attack. When I found out it led to my penis. Oh, God. And, you know, of course they send a, a big black nurse in to take it out. Uh. And then they say, oh, okay, go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, and I literally farted through my penis. I had air come out of my penis. I heard that from people. I didn't have to deal with that, though. I got a catheter story sent to me from Fred Brooklyn yesterday that made me hurt from my hips to the bottom of my feet. What I read was 98 times worse than the story that I'm going to kill a doctor for. Oh, God. There's got to be a better way. Oh, by the way, Rob Cross comes up to me yesterday. And he goes, uh, we're going to take a listen to this song. I'm thinking about adding it on one of my stations. It was Black Hole Sun. This is the song that he's pondering. From like 20 years ago? Yeah. Where is he living in? I don't know. Ooh. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's our good friend, Dr. X, in Mexico City. How you doing, man? Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks from a million fucking miles away. Wow, that's beautiful to hear. Thanks, Doc. I'll tell you this, Ronnie. My mama always said this. There's some people you don't take to the hospital. Fezzy, you don't, you know, you may, you may be one of those. Uh, you go in for an ingrown toenail and they see you on the bed. Oh, look what they did to my boy. Oh, you can't have people falling apart at the hospital. So sometimes it's, you did the right thing staying away from there, man. It just sort of messed you up even worse. Here's the thing in life. You got to do whatever you want to do. But uh, also don't sit around and punish yourself for your decisions. Particularly based on what an anonymous listener said to you. You didn't want to go. No one blames you for that. Who wants to go to the hospital? You don't want to see your buddy sick. You don't want to see me as some fucking idiot laying there to fucking rented gown on. Fucking writhing around in pain. You need to think of me the way you think of me every day. Stoic. Thoughtful. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Curtis in Youngstown. You're on the Ronnie Fest Show. Hey, Ronnie. Welcome back. Glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Hey, uh, let's get to the truth here. Hey, Fezzy, nobody's going to blame you for this. You didn't go by the hospital because after what happened to you, you don't want to go anywhere near a hospital. You fucking hate hospitals, Fez. 
You despise them. I don't mind it when I'm the patient. You love being the patient. That way, I mean, in that, uh, I mean, because... So you I, think it might have even been a jealousy thing. You got there and you would have been jealous. Oh, I would have switched places. I don't know if it was jealousy, but I would have switched places with you. You would have been a hero if you would have went. If you would have went, mm -hmm. you would have done some great shit then. Just like if you would have tried out for your high school football team, you would have scored 23 touchdowns that season. So fuck you, haters. You know what I'm saying, Fez? Um, Tom, Houston, Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. You know, I mean, I hate going to the hospital to visit people. You know, it's, it's necessary. But, you know, after five minutes and you said what you got to say, you're just trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. It's, it's fucking disastrous to go visit your friend in the hospital. It's stupid as shit. Plus the shit you can pick up while you're there, you know? That's right, Fez. You didn't want to catch any of those diseases. Oh, those places are full of infections. That's true. So, And I think even more than they used to be. That's right. Hospitals used to be so healthy. Today they're not. Uh, back at the turn of the century, oh my God, they were beautiful places to be. So you're going to stop beating up on yourself? Yeah. You're going to say to yourself, I did the right thing? It's hard to say that. Why? Because I'm still second-guessing it. Here's what you need to say. Fuck Bennington and his weak-ass appendix. Good. I'm fucking glad he's sick. I'd like to spit in his face right now. Steve Bladder just went by and waved. You know, when you say stuff like that, you start to feel better about yourself. That's not going to make me feel better. Well, what can I do to make you feel better, Fess? You don't have to make me feel better. Come on, i got to say, uh... No, I'm, I'm fine. Something's wrong here. No, I should be trying to make you feel better. Does that make you upset? No, it just makes me upset that... that I haven't. What did I ask for? You and Hicks get along nice. That's all I want. If you two kids get along with each other, that's, that's the only birthday present I need this year. Trying. All right? And a clean house. I want to come back in here and have a clean house. And that's it. That'd be a little tougher, but... Uh, Arch, you're in the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, did you happen to see a set of keys in the hospital room when I visited? I can't find my keys, and I think last place I remember seeing him was in the hospital room. Don't buzz ball. Arch did swing by because his uh, chick works over at the same hospital. But don't buzz balls about that, Arch. But do <laughs> I do want to thank you for coming by. You're the man. You're a good guy. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that you should have been there, Fez. Uh-huh. Arch and I go back a ways. I've probably known him for, what, three, four years? Probably. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Marty, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Ron, did Fez, did Fez send you a Get Well Soon card? No, he didn't. Uh, by, by the way, um, Gaz actually wrote this. Did he write it to 202 Friends? This fucking Gaz, I got news for you. And I had, uh, there's very few people I think can write as funny as him. Uh... But he wrote, 
uh, it's kind of ironic that Fez's big point for gay marriage is hospital visits. Because then when they do, you'd be like, well, I didn't know whether you want me there or not. He's a funny fucking writer, that kid. And it was pointed out to me, he's really fucking hip for Cincinnati. I think that's where he lives. Either that or Kentucky. Uh, Jeff in Illinois, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, I was wondering if maybe Fez has a friendositis where he rejects his friends. Just checking. See ya. They're going to tease you, Fezzy. Right. They enjoy doing it. What would you like to say to the world right now? That Ron is fine with this, so I'm going to be fine with it, and I don't care what anybody calls in and says. Feel better about that statement? Yes. Good. Uh, Patrick, Miami, you're on Fez. Hey, Fess, I think you should just blow this off and blame it on misreading that hospital sign. It actually says no dogs allowed, not no fags allowed. Ouch. He had to giggle to himself at the end because no one else was picking up on the laughter. Uh, and Fez can read. You've been reading since the ninth grade, right? Thereabouts. Thereabouts. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Look who it is. It's Mr. Butch in Utah. Hey, uh, Ronnie B., I just want to say I'm glad you're out of the hospital. Uh, even though I live in Utah and I couldn't come see you, I still went to my local hospital and rummaged through the dumpster. Oh, thanks. Did you give me a Sports Illustrated yet, Fez? No, I didn't. Did you give me a card? No. Still thinking? And your cigars haven't come yet either. We'll keep rubbing their fucking stroking their cock. They will. Oh, they'll come. You look all crazy today, Big Cat. I feel a little crazy. I think that's just the zero sleep. Why don't you go on one of your patented rants? Well, there's a toy collector in Ohio, guy, uh, just a regular guy, collects toys. Do you hate him? I hate this guy. Because mm. he uh, went into a Toys R Us, mm -hmm. saw a Dexter serial killer action figure, right, and then complained to the Toys R Us about it, that that toy shouldn't be sold in a toy store. So you're mad that a local guy in what part of the country? Uh, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Complained to his local toy, uh, Toys R Us. Right. Because he's a, he shouldn't be compl complaining, he collects toys. Right. So why try to get the store to get rid of things that you would collect? So they can't be found there. The toy store is for kids. I've collected action figures before. But the toy store is for kids. If they're going to carry something that an adult toy collector might want, why bitch about it and have one less place to find stuff? Good point. All right, Fuzz Watley, back on track. Uh, likes to see the Dexter toys and the Toys R Us. Steve, Michigan, you're on my Fuzz. Hey, Ronnie B., just want to congratulate you on getting rid of an appendage that was making you sick and bringing you down and let you know one down, one to go. 
stop it. You see what he did there, Fez? Yeah, I was the appendage. It's not true, though. It's not true, Fezzy. You've got your patent rants. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Alex, Texas, you're on a Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., I got a spy report. All right, what do you got? I got Fezzy. He was at the toy store. Under his mouth, under his breath, he was saying how much of a pussy you were for uh, getting your appendix out, that you couldn't take it, taking up all his time. Right. Fezzy, if that's the point, I do apologize to you. That is not the point. I never said that. But, I mean, if you really do feel like, uh, you know, like I fucking drug everything down. By making a big deal about my appendix being taken out, I apologize. Absolutely not. You have nothing to apologize for. I mean, there's a little underlining anger. I mean, you and Hicks have fucking perfect uh, organs. Everything's perfect with you. I'm the fucking one that sits out here like a freak. You're not a freak, and you don't have anything to apologize for. What were you thinking about all last night when you couldn't sleep? What were you doing? Pacing back and forth? Yeah, there was a lot of pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you saying to yourself all night? Go to sleep, idiot. Just lay down and close your eyes and go to sleep. And it just wasn't working. And how I should have been at the hospital. I thought we had all that talk. I thought we all had a great talk. So this is all about you not going to the hospital. No, it's not all about that. I just, I mean, I just, it was That's the normal th- panic with that thrown in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Lee, Indiana, you're on my face. Hi, Ron. Welcome back. Thanks. Uh, yeah. You were talking about the uh, uh, guy collecting toys, that Dexter. Wasn't the uh, Dexter action figure advertising a serial killer? And if so, is that maybe what he's complaining about? Not the toy, but what it's what it advertising, serial killing? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, even Dexter itself has a show not for children. Mm-hmm. So why are they selling it in a kid's store? Well, I mean, from what I understand, the package said for, you know, 18 and up. This action figure for uh, 18 years and up. But if he is somebody who collects toys, collects action figures, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're tough to find. Why cut off an outlet? Well, because sometimes other than just what's good for you is important to you. And if you think this isn't good for kids. If it's like, you know, Hicks has problems finding beer. And they set up a thing, uh, they started setting up kegs. At the playgrounds. He might think, even though this works out for me, it's not exactly good for the children who go here to the playground. Like, believe it or not, just because something something could be good for you personally, but not for all of society. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe he meant it that way. Yeah, but I mean, he's the one who's going to have trouble finding toys. That is true. Uh, and I'd rather get the Californication fucking Hank Moody uh, action figure. 
Um, Will he come with whores? I'm not sure. Uh, Mike, you're on a fez. Hey, maybe one way we can share a fez is by calling Earl Douglas, and maybe Earl's got his $2,000 he owes him. I actually got a, a contact from uh, Earl last night, and uh, he said to me, do you mind if I give management a call? So I go right ahead. Um, let's go over here to uh, Fuckwagon. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Fez. Love you, Ronnie. Um, just want to kind of take the heat off my boy Fez, but uh, over the weekend, or I'm sorry, the weekend, earlier in the week listening to the replay, a topic came up and it kind of interested me. You guys were talking about a woman anchor and how she was kind of old, and Dave made a comment that she wears fishnet leggings, and that's kind of like a sex symbol type thing. And uh just kind of weirded me out. I mean, wouldn't it just be worse to have bare legs? And are there any other things in fashion that kind of send off that sexiness type thing that really shouldn't? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to, um, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run Fest show. Good afternoon, ladies. How are you? We're, f we're fantastic. We're just having tea together. Good to see you back in the saddle there, Ronnie. Listen, uh, I'm sure Toys R Us sells age-appropriate video games behind the counter. You know, the, they have all those little ratings on them. So why can't they sell an age-appropriate action figure? Well, apparently, apparently they can sell this. Fez's only thing is some guy complained. But I mean, why are they I, complaining I, about video games? Yeah, I, I don't know the uh, the piece. I mean, people must uh, complain to the managers of stores about all kinds of things. And maybe he just thought, wow, look where this happens to be sitting at the, in the store. This is not appropriate. I don't know. I don't know the guy or the story. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Richard, California. Hey, Mr. B, you sound like a million bucks. Yeah. Reason I'm calling is because uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna uh, cancel or or if the guy's complaining about Dexter being an action figure, why is he not complaining about all the you know a fictional a fictional character by the way? Why aren't they complaining about Darth Vader or Lex Luthor or all these other guys who are you know doing a ton of worse things than what Dexter does? Uh, I think there's a big difference between what Dexter does in terms of whether it's appropriate for little kids to watch and what Darth Vader uh, does. I think Darth Vader's more of a cartoon type of violence where Dexter's actually tying people up and uh, fucking keep, you know, doing autopsy while they're still alive. I don't know if you'd want a five-year-old kid watching Dexter. They both kill a lot. One just uses laser beams and the force. Which was, one's that? That's Darth Vader. Good straight answer, Fez. Uh, but you don't see the difference in the two types of violence? Um, yeah, I, I guess, well, I guess I think they're both going to be scary for kids, but what one has blood is the, is the difference. Well, one is based on a little more realism, correct? Right, yeah. So do you? But so we'll go back to that. Would you say if you got nieces, right? If your brother said to you, "Hey, is Star Wars appropriate for my kids?" Would you say yes or no? 
I would say yes. If he said, is Dexter appropriate for my kids, yes or no? I would say no. Okay, so it's basically what the guy said from the beginning. I, I agree with the other guy. Why can't you just sell it one fucking part of the store that's for older people? I wouldn't go into a fucking Toys R Us if they were giving away cash in there. The whole fucking thought of that. Kids running up and down the fucking hall, swinging around Nerf shit. Ugh. And working there would be the, the worst fucking nightmare in the world. What about the one-time square as a Ferris wheel? I saw that. I saw it from the street. Um, Thomas. Thomas in New York City. You're on Run Fez. Yeah, I went to the store and bought the Fez action figure, but I pulled the string and it doesn't say anything. It could say, fuck you, Thomas. It could say, Thomas is an asshole. It could say quite a few things, I bet. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, we got to take a break here, Fez. But uh, you had something big after the jump, right? Yeah, this is from the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. New weapon they're installing in the county jail. All right. Giving prisoners weapons should be interesting. I'm against it. I think you make your own shank, or that's it. Fez will have more details. Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197, XM202. Virus. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Hey, hey, hey. What you got to say? Cool in the motherfucking band. I think these guys are going to be performing at the Glenn Beck uh, I Had a Dream speech. Do a short set. Part two. Like any band that brings up their own name in a song. How'd you see that and still be lead singer? Alright, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, anything at all you want to talk about, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Our good pal G-Baby will um, be in here a little later on today. We're going to talk movies as we wrap up this... Uh, Dismal, dismal uh, summer movie season, which sometimes means that maybe the serious movies will be a lot better. They keep showing those uh, minors uh, on TV, and it's like a reality show now, where all they're, they're all just sitting around in their underwear in that cave. But they seem to be boogieing and partying and having a good time down there. Oh, definitely. There's a confessional. Yeah, there it is. There's a confessional. 
everybody's going to pick their own favorite minor. And, you know, there'll be a bitch of the bunch. Well, there's some alliances fucking starting to form. They've been down there a couple weeks. That's what I would do if I was on a reality show. I'd form an alliance with someone. Secret alliance. This is one where, This is one where you want to get eliminated. By death? No, just whoever gets uh, sent up the shaft. Well, ooh. I'm sorry, Jorge, but you've been sent up the shaft. That sounds gay. They appear slim but healthy. This will be great. So we get to slowly watch these guys die over the next couple months. This won't make just horrifying fucking... Uh, Um, let's go over here to Rusty in Ohio. You're on Fez. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, that toy collector. Right, hold Ohio. on for one second, Rusty. Uh, I'm just watching in the cave, and they're already having prison sex. So it's disgusting. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, that toy collector there in Ohio, he's got a whole stockpile of these Dexter dolls, and he's trying to get them thrown out of the store to make them a hot item. Now, he did the same cotton-picking thing with the Blue Blazer action figure, a wrestler. Now, oh, the only you see what they're saying there, Fess? Oh, okay. you got to read a little deeper into these articles. It's not just the, uh, the headline that this guy is actually saying. Everything that you're saying, he wants to make it tougher to get stuff because what's good is a collectible that everybody can get their hands on? Um and uh, Hicks has been um, collecting disgruntled girlfriends over the years. I have quite the collection. <laughs> Filled with lots of hatred and disappointment. What's great is to let them down in a different way every time. So that way when they get together, you're like, no, he didn't do that to me, but he did do this. But, oh, God, there's nothing worse than, like, if exes get together where they start to do that. Yeah, at first he was nice. And then he started grabbing my wrist really hard. He drank a lot, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Seems like he was a different person when he drank. He'd get abusive. Um, I was reading this thing online about uh, being abusive on television. And it's okay if the wife is doing it to the husband but not um, vice versa. And they said once on Everybody Loves Raymond, Raymond even asked his wife why you know she is so mean to him all the time, and she pushed him into a fucking wall real hard for saying it, and it was supposed to be a laugh. And I'm like, what if we could just flip that script, and there was a show where a woman's like, why are you so mean to me? And she bounces, she gets bounced off the fucking refrigerator real hard. Just Raymond, just fucking shoving her. Why don't you shut up? And the brothers go, get her. She's a bitch. Throw a laugh track in there, and he'll fucking but, be huge. But they said, like, one of the really, like, from a, a psychological standpoint, disturbing things about that is, like, not only is the wife abusive, but she's always right. There's never anything where she, like a light goes off in her head that says, you know, well, maybe Raymond should uh, be able to have poker night. You know, there's at no point isn't she 100% right. Well, any sort of gift episode on that uh, series, I think it would be her trying to get Raymond golf clubs or a golf bag or a putter, and then he was never allowed to go play golf. She was always furious when he did. Uh, Adam in Rhode Island, you're on a fuzz. Hi, buddies. Hi, buddy. I just want to jump back to the cave for a second. And 
you got to look at the upside, Ron, or maybe get your opinion on this. Those guys have to be racking up some OT being down there the whole time, right? Uh, no, because they didn't unionize. So ah. basically, as of right now, uh, they're considered not working. Damn it. I hope, they, they, I hope they're not expected to keep digging, though, too. This is actually was called a sit-down strike by the fucking company. And the guy goes, no, we'd like to work. Um, let's go over here to Tony in Atlanta. You're on Fez. What's happening, fellas? Yeah, I saw the Expendables yesterday, and the hardest part I laughed at was when Stone Cold just full-out punched this bitch in the face and knocked her out cold. My first instinct was to just die laughing. No, was the bitch Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Paulie Paul from Paulville. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk about it or not, but uh, I thought it was uh, a little ironic that Tiger Woods shot the best round of the year uh, yesterday, like a day after he's, they announced his divorce. Yeah, it might have been this thing. Him. Yeah, it might have been this thing where he finally got the weight off his chest. Um, yeah. It's not a lot more that, you know, that they can do to him. Um, yeah, he, he could win this thing this weekend. I mean, I don't want to jinx the guy, but, I mean, he looks like he's late. doing pretty well right now. Well, what did he shoot, a 65 or something? Yeah. yeah I went to the same course. I went to the same course and shot a 138, so... <laughs> That's the front uh, nine. Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I've never finished a course. I will always <laughs> just get bored and drive off. Um, a lot of times I think it's fun to drive against the course, though, where you're just freaking everybody else. It's like a game. Uh, yeah. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Doug in Minnesota, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, I wanted to bring up exactly what you are just talking about with uh, that episode of Raymond. Uh, Bill Hicks on ONA about a year ago brought up this book called Slouching Towards Gamora, and I think the author is uh, Bjork. I think he was one of, um, uh, I want to say, Reagan's Supreme Court appointees, so they just beat right. the shit out of because he was radical. This gets really weird. Uh, Bjork, the singer, uh, wrote a book. And now ONA have ghosts on their fucking show. They had Bill Hicks on a year ago. Because this is, if somebody has got to get to ONA and let them know that Hicks has been dead for quite some time. They got bamboozled. Did they? Or do they? Ha are they the only morning show that uh, confers with the dead? I think a ghost may have been back in my apartment last night. Now, didn't see it. But the cat was trying to get at something that just wasn't there. And it's usually, it was in the area of the apartment where I usually see, where I have seen the vapors before. Mm hmm. So, um, cat scratching against the wall. I'm going to tell you what I think it was because I think he had a ghost up in there. Because I trust that cat to find ghosts. She was pawing at something that just wasn't there, and I looked to you're see just, what she was trying getting, to get. You're just getting batshit nuts in there all night, huh? Oh, yeah. It was a wacky night, sure. During the commercial, I actually had to give Fez a stop acting this way. Oh, Jesus. Fucking yeah. Oh, just no. stop it. Because he started crying about not visiting me in the hospital. I, I saw in the Off video you. camera. I couldn't hear anything, but I did see Fez get really upset and uh, on this fucking video camera I have right here. I, I just don't give a fuck. Whether he visited me or not, it's not a big deal. I think he embraces things rather than fucking reality.
I don't know, because he came in this morning just really out of it and down. I don't know. But wouldn't you think, all right, Ron's coming back from this operation. Here's my chance to stand up. Yeah. Not fucking cry and, uh, over the what do you call thing. So I had to give him the, I don't want to hear about it again. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Tom. Tom and Madison, you're on a fez. Buddies, how you doing? Good. I've, I've missed you all summer. I crashed my truck and was in the hospital myself. But God bless you, brother. I, thanks. Hey, I was talking with a brother who's a law enforcement officer. He just went through a thing where they were talking about this, this very thing with the flipping of the abuse towards men, you know, versus women. And it's so underreported. Men won't sit around and talk about, you know, how their wife knocked the living daylights out of them for coming in late or, or something like that. And, it's it's really kind of a disturbing trend. It's escalated in recent years, and people, you know, get legitimately hurt. And, you know, they call the cops. Usually it's the guy that goes to jail. They're, it's just, it's really a serious issue. So and, uh, there, you think that there is an outbreak of women smacking men and men just sitting there and taking it? I, I, think, I think that they are, I think that they're afraid to talk about it. They're embarrassed. You know, they're embarrassed. You know, the old days, guys would sit around and say, oh, you know, I really let her have it. And, right. you know, guys won't sit around the lunchbox and talk, talk about how they, you know, got clocked by their wife. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think it, it, is, it is brought to the front like it should be. And, you know, much like the, you know, guys are always wrong in the TV commercials and, and right. stuff. G- guys are it's fucking, re- yeah, guys are retards in all those commercials and all. And I don't think, I mean, if you're being totally honest, and you date, and you drink with a chick, you know you've had a woman attempt to uh, smack you or grab you or something before in your life. Oh, hell yeah. Now, how would you normally handle it, Hicks? I'll just try to, I'll, I'll take the hit and then just try to hold them and try to talk, yell sense into them. Do, but... do the fucking hands on the wrist bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, on the other hand, I don't understand why... Uh, any of these fucking guys uh, sit around and fucking take it, you know? Um, I don't know what makes them think they got to fucking come home again. Even if you're like, well, I can't hit her, you know, because I'll fucking kill her. What makes you think, but I still want to go back to this fucking bitch? Probably because they're scared that maybe they won't get anyone else. Or, I mean, that, could be, Say, that could be part of it. That's not for every instance, but that's probably, for some of them, that definitely is. I There's a... Ri- I think that I, I would say the fear is probably a big part of it, just like with women uh, getting hit by men. A fear of what? I think they're probably afraid of that woman. Right, so why go home again? They're afraid not to. Where it's, you know, she. She ain't gonna fucking hunt you down like the Terminator. I don't. I think Hicks's thing is, is fucking true. Is guys fucking see themselves as unworthy as, of pussy. And they're like. I can't believe there's one fat-ass, nasty fucking bitch that will occasionally bang me. And they're going to put up with, 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 with whatever. I honestly don't think a guy's at work worried a woman's going to show up there and hit him. Or if I go somewhere, she's going to show up and hit me. I don't think they live in that kind of fear. I think they have a fear of, I am not going to get any more chicks. I'm fucking unworthy of it. Until you got some fucking self-worth for yourself, uh, you're going to have to deal with that. 
Um, John, you're in manifest. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you know, I think the, the move here with the women abuse, you can't hit them. So what you do is you grapple with them, get them in the submission hold, and initiate sex. So you're honestly thinking it's rape as a defense mechanism. Couldn't hurt. See ya. Right, peace. Um, and, you know, it's really weird with a lot of physically abusive couples. I have seen, I've known uh, couples, and I'll just fucking put it out there, Italians, that they would need to smack each other in public before they would do their big passionate, we're going back to the bedroom. Let's get off on it. Basically. Yeah, they got off on it 100%. <laughs> and I remember these, this couple that we grew up with, they had to be separated all the fucking time. That's crazy. So they dug it. So like the rest of us have eventually just got around to just ignoring them. Yeah, that's going to happen because it just seems like too much to just get into this fucking huge right. fucking fight. But in the off. same way, like if your fucking sister was with a guy who was fucking hitting her, right? You'd go over and pack her shit up and get out of there. Yeah. Uh, why is the brother any fucking different? Why wouldn't you say to your brother, you got to leave this fucking bitch and those demon children she fucking had with you. You got to leave them all. Why are these guys sitting around taking this shit? Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Jason, you're on my fez. Hey, what's up, boys? No. Uh, my wife and I were separated. and uh, This happened back in February, and she wanted me to come over and do some tax paperwork. Well, she saw me kissing another girl. We were legally separated. Mm -hmm. and, and when uh, I pulled her in front of the house, she was standing in the front of the house, which I thought was kind of odd. Um, so... Uh, she walked into my car, took off her shoes, started hitting my truck, and then pounded me square in the face with her heel. And you know what? It took me about 10 minutes to realize that I needed to call the police. And I did. Uh, and uh, they took us both down to the police department because when I pulled away, uh, she fell and scraped her leg. And they, uh, the police thought I probably had to try to run her over, but I was just trying to get away. Uh, I was just set up from the beginning, but it, it was it kind of it kind of worried me that it took me ten minutes as I had blood drip down my shirt to call the police on a wife. So did but, they they eventually side it with you? Yeah, uh, it was that happened probably about eight o'clock at night, and we did not leave the police department till four o'clock in the morning no. to try to try to sort it out. Uh, all right, here's uh, Pat in Tennessee. Pat, hey Ronnie B. Um, you know, you're never wrong, but in this case, I think you might be. It, you know, it, it's not, it's the judicial system that's turned us into a bunch of pussies. I mean, we cannot touch a woman, yell at a woman, or nothing without being threatened with going to jail over it. But here's, I mean, but here's the deal, I, and, and I agree, I'll agree with you there, Pat, that, and even if you were a cop, and you showed up someplace, and there was a fight, you would probably initially side with the woman, since she's smaller, you know what I mean? But there's no reason you got to go back to that fucking bitch. Why do these guys go back home again? Well, you know, there might be kids involved, stuff like that. You know, I mean, that's what made me stay for so long in my marriage was because of the kids. You know, and I took a lot of beating. I mean, my last straw was when I, you know, she took a baseball bat to me. And, and you know, I, there was, I just had to get away because she did it in front of the kids. So it never but, worked you know, out for the kids anyway. No. I mean, no, so I, you weren't doing the kids any fucking help by going back home. There's no reason that you couldn't say to the children, look, I can't be there. 
your mother fucking hits me, and I'm going to teach you the same thing. You can't be hit in life. Well, yeah, I mean, when she did it in front of the kids, that, that was the last straw. Cause she wouldn't normally do it in front of the kids. Right. You know? But, I mean, and, even without that, even before then, you got to say to yourself, I'm not somebody that can be fucking hit. Well, yeah, you know, but, you know, you don't want to lose your kids because you know if you get a divorce that they're always going to side for the woman and the guy's going to get screwed in the divorce. Thank God for it. Take them. <laughs> Take them all. Um, all right, all right here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on my face. What's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, you brought up uh, bro a brother's reaction earlier to, uh, you know, his sister getting beat up, which brings me back to the Godfather when Sonny throws that guy at beating on the street, hitting him in the head with a garbage can and beating him with his belt. Fantastic stuff. Good job, Ronnie B. And what happened the next time you went out there to beat the guy up? Yeah, yeah, that's true. See, why you got to bring me down? Man? He was fucking was executed. He was fucking executed at the toll booths. Look what they did to my boy. I'm telling you, when he fucking took that coat off of him, he was looking at his own son. Forget it. It was unbelievable. Poor Sonny. Now, Sonny wasn't a good Don. It's too much of a hothead. I never wanted this life for you, Hicks. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tim, Florida, you're on Memphis. Hello, this is Tim. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the guys aren't leaving because it's cheaper to stay. All right, let me tell you this. I got two hotel rooms for you, right? One's more expensive. The other one's a lot cheaper, but every once in a while, fucking somebody will smack you. Would you fucking stay there? No, but... It ain't fucking cheap if somebody can physically fucking beat you up. And this whole thing of living in fear is bullshit. Bullfucking shit. See, because uh, I think the guys are afraid of what the wife is going to do. Like, maybe uh, they're afraid of, like, she's going to make up stories. You know, if the cops do show up or if this goes in front of a judge. Make up all you want. Get out of there. Just get the fuck out. Have nothing to do with that fucking woman again. Why would you go back there and think, I think I can learn to uh, placate her? Maybe if I do what she wants, she won't fucking hit me. What are you, fucking stupid? What do you like losing? No fucking self-worth? All right, tell me your story, uh, Fez. You had the big story after the jump. Oh, yeah, there's uh, complaints about the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department getting ready to install a heat ray device at the county jail. This was uh, one of the uh, heat ray that was developed by the military to uh, disperse crowds. So this is one that they are putting in the county jail in L.A. in case of riots or prisoners that they need to get back under control. So, all right, so instead of... Uh it's a weapon, mm -hmm. and it's a heat ray, and it actually physically burns the people? Yeah, you feel a heat sensation. But Will it burn your skin? There, the L.A. County uh, Sheriff's Department is saying no, that it is set to just be uncomfortable. There's no lasting burns. They, it's going to be toned down from the military issue. 
and that it's only going to be it's going to be set where it can only blast for three seconds at a time to disperse people. All right, so this so this is the direction that they're going into. So it sets this thing up, and we will eventually have this debate in this country because you have this heat ray thing that they're talking about. Then there's the inner ear one that you shoot people with this thing, and it kind of makes them throw up and lay down, right? What if this ends up becoming the right to defend yourself? Would people be okay if you could have non-lethal weapons, right, in the house to defend yourself? Would people then get rid of their guns? Because I think we're probably... 5, 10, 15 years away from when the technology catches up with this. Now, we get in the guns. You're against guns, right, Fez? Yes. Uh, would you be okay with this thing in the house? This, uh, Yeah, this I would have no problem with. This, and the reason would be what? This isn't lethal. This isn't, if a kid got a hold of this by some uh, horrible reason, he's not going to be able to kill anyone with it. All right, so you're worried, or himself. About, you're worried about kids killing uh, people with it. Uh, what about you, Hicks? I'd rather have a gun in the house. I feel like it would offer better security, to be completely honest. I mean, some some good people might be able to eat this fucking heat ray. Who gives a shit? They might. It, I, I'd feel safer with a gun. All right, but let's suppose I can give you the technology, and it was like a phaser on stun, right? The same thing that they got on Star Trek. But all you could do was stun the person. You couldn't kill them. Do you think if that happened, people would be willing to turn their uh, guns back over. And if that is the case, then why aren't we putting a lot of money into finding out whatever this technology is so we can finally stop having this stupid gun debate after all this time? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Travis in Kentucky. Hey, what's going on? It's not a heat wave, number one. It's actually a concentrated microwave almost like a beam, I guess you would call it. That causes yeah. a heat sensation, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, well, it's microwave. It's just letting, you know, it hurts like a bitch from everything. That, I mean, I've seen videos on it, so it's supposed to be worse than the taser, and actually it could still be lethal, just like any non-lethal thing. People die from uh, tasers and all that stuff. You know, you have a heart attack, same thing. Everything's lethal, Fez. I mean, you're not going to, you know, you can't coddle the entire country just because you don't like, you know, Oh my God! Maybe a child can get a gun. Show some responsibility of the gun owners. There won't be these problems. Uh, let's go over here to Kurt. Kurt Nyway, you're on manifest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Criminals are always going to have the guns, so there's no way to get rid of all of them. No, we understand that, but let's suppose you could cut, you know, gun ownership in half. Uh, get half the guns off. I think that would be a gigantic fucking uh, jump. But the point I is. Kurt, you have, a, you have a gun to protect your house? I have a concealed weapons permit. I carry it wherever I go right. if I can legally carry it. Now, if you, if you had some kind of non-lethal weapon that defended you just as well, would you be comfortable with that? No. Be, well, possibly. It'd be another item that I might consider putting in my pocket. But not get, been, but, but you wouldn't give up your gun. Proven. I don't think I could do that. All right. Even if, let's say, and we're, you know, we're playing a little fucking game here. We right. could show you that this thing is every bit as uh, reliable 
as the gun you have in your pocket. You just won't kill the person that you shoot. You'll only disable them. I, I would much prefer that, to be quite honest. I hate carrying this hunk of metal around with me and having to feel like I have to protect my kids. All right. You know, because the cops are, are three minutes easier, you know, at the most, or at the earliest, three minutes away from you. All right. Uh, there's thanks. There's a lot of stuff that can happen in that three minutes. So. Uh, Dave in Austin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, I am a concealed handgun carrier here in Texas, and I prefer myself <clears throat> to keep this uh, or to be able to carry my pistol and feel safer. Not so much, you know, like I feel like a big man or anything, but I just feel safer with it. But I'm also military trained and several years trained. Do I think every Tom, Dick, or Harry should have a gun on them or even in their house? Absolutely not. But to the other point of your stun gun, Ronnie, is uh, how do we, if I turn in all my guns, how do I hunt? Well, I think that would be a lot. I, th I don't think anybody's talking about rifles when they're talking about this. I think well, why it's, not? I, I have an AR-15 in my house for home protection as well. Right, but you're not you're not hunting. I mean, there's, I, I think it's, I think it's two separate issues there. And again, I don't think we're ever going to get 100 percent of the guns down. But if people are this, you know, I totally get the I need to defend myself at my house thing. I totally get that 100 percent. I'm just wondering uh, if they had these non-lethal weapons, if people would be comfortable, maybe even more comfortable than they are having a handgun at their house. Um, here's John, you're on Buddies. Yeah. Listen, you got to have some criminals that are afraid, and I don't think they're going to be afraid of a non-lethal weapon. But with that said... Ronnie, guns have been around since the Civil War, and they still work, so stop making them. They'll still be around for 200 years. Yeah, nobody's saying we're going to get rid of mm -hmm. all... No one's saying we're going to get rid of all guns. Right, but leaving a non-lethal weapon with my wife and child while I'm gone, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That, that, that takes a little bit of the fear away from me, but I want the criminal to be afraid. Guns kill. Lethal weapons, non-lethal weapons hurt. Um, I, I appreciate it, 866 Run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Here's Pete in Long Island. You're my fez. Hey, Mahabong, my brother. You sound great, Ronnie. You sound Thanks. like a Buck City. How's it going? Good, man. All right, we got a, uh, a thing here. We call it less lethal now because non-lethal doesn't work. We were sued because we tasered someone. We killed mm -hmm. them. So you know we've we've changed it. We call it less lethal now or a less lethal option because it can kill. But as we all know. Laws are not made for criminals. They're going to carry guns no matter what. Right. They're made for law-abiding citizens. And, uh, you know, criminals are going to carry guns. I'm a cop. I deal with it all the time. I'm, I'm all against arming people because the, the uh, criminals will be afraid. So what else are you going to do? You want to see the people uh, armed? If they want to be. And, mm -hmm. you know, then what's next? If everyone's carrying a taser and then we start tasering people like crazy, they want to take tasers away from people? I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's a slippery slope. Um, but taking the guns away, is, I don't think it's ever been an answer. All right. Uh, I appreciate it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because obviously we're not at this point yet. And Fez just brought up this microwave gun, which, uh, according to him, can stop prisoners or popcorn within seconds. Uh, Gaz is already saying there's a new app for the iPhone, Fez, that can turn your iPhone into a stun gun. Really? Yeah, can shoot a ray out of your iPhone and knock the other person down.
that seems like uh, like kind of tricky if you dial the wrong number and end up zapping somebody. Well, you're not really dying, dialing a number uh, on an app. Um, it's just another application that you could use your phone for. Yeah, it's uh, it seems. Have you a- seen the apps at all? No, uh, yeah, I've seen some of the apps. Yeah, where where Bennigan's or over at Fridays? Uh, Randy, you're on running fez. Hey, boys. Hey, uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, the whole ideology about getting rid of uh, guns and using non-lethal force, the reason why this Less doesn't lethal. work is because um, they teach you when you get your CCW permit, you shoot to kill. If you just wound that person, that criminal can turn around and sue you, and you could be uh, paying for him for the rest of his life to live because it's, you're the reason why he can't work. The, uh, lawsuits like this have happened before. So you're saying we need to kill people so we can stop the lawsuits? Well, if someone's breaking into your house, what are you going to do? Wound them and then have to pay for that person that was breaking into your house for the rest of your life? No. I mean, yeah, you kill them. Now, if you go by Star Trek, they were very happy to uh, go on stun. And then every once in a while, set it for kill. Fuck this. I don't even want to stun these pricks. I want to kill them. And I don't know what it would do. I don't know why he would occasionally just fucking tell people, fuck it, put this up another notch, we're going to kill. Well, we could just knock him out. I don't want to. I want to kill that prick right on the street. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Adam in Atlanta. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron, I was just saying that I've got a shotgun at home, and I think... Just a criminal coming in at home and hearing me racking a shell into the shotgun is actually less than lethal. More than likely, I'm not going to have to pull the trigger if they hear me racking a shell. So if this microwave gun can make a noise that'll scare them away, what if it, it went like this? Just as lethal. <laughs> I don't know. Is that scary? Okay. <laughs> um, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Let's go to Jeff in Detroit. You're running fez. Hey, Ron Fitz, how you doing, guys? Good, Love Pat. The show. Hey, um, I have a CCW myself, and uh, it becomes part of me when you when you carry a firearm. And like one of the callers said before you, that it's not about being a man; it's about protecting you and protecting your family, and not only protecting myself, but I can protect my fellow citizens too if something's going down in front of me. No, so we we all get that. Uh, we all get that. But here's the point: What if technology catches up, and we start to have these less lethal weapons that can protect you every bit as good as a handgun, would you be willing to get rid of your handgun? Uh, I would not be willing to get rid of my handgun because, like another caller said, I hate to keep re- referring back to your callers, but, I'm, you know... It, it's okay. It, it's, if you're a non-lethal weapon, that's what, who's scared of that? Uh, right? I mean, give me a break, right? All right, so you need to... But, but the point is, you'll be able to keep your entire home protected in every way that you can now. And keep your body protected. What is it about you needing to put bullet in flesh? Okay, what, is, what if the, what if the, the uh, assailant's got a got a, a lethal weapon? I've got a not lethal weapon. Now it just becomes a who can pull the trigger faster. Well, that's the way it is now, too, right? If someone yeah, breaks into your I house mean, with a he, fucking if gun, he's got a lethal weapon. Why can't I to protect myself and protect you? Right, Damn but you're still gonna. We're both still going to be protected with this new ray gun. You just won't have the old. Bullet shooting through air. Well, I guess I'd have to see it to believe it, but I mean, as it, as it stands right now, you'd have to convince me, and right now I'm not convinced, sir. All right. 
Well, we're making the whole thing up from scratch. I'm just wondering whether people can get rid of their guns, whether it has anything to do with just protection, but people really would hate the fact of not being able to fucking pop a cap in someone. Um, Let's go over here to Joe in Florida. You're a manifest. Ronnie, good to hear you back on the air, man. Thank you. I say fuck lethal and non-lethal. Just take out their appendix. Mm, thank you very much. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Brad, Austin, you're on run fez Yeah, Ron, I just basically want to say, you know, if somebody breaks into my house and they have a desire, you know, I don't care if it's a crackhead trying to take a DVD player to get some crack or if they're trying to hurt me, I'm not going to sit here and play nice and and do something, you know, to be gentle with them. I'm going to put a bullet in their chest, and they're going to stop breathing. I have no desire to keep them alive. I will protect my family and myself. Got to be a bullet. Uh, Got to be a bullet. Nothing else works for you. Well, that's what I have. That's what I know how to shoot. And, uh, I mean, like I said, you know, taser or stun gun or anything like that, you know, I don't know for sure. My whole thing is I don't care what their motive is. If they're coming in my house, they're coming in to do harm, and I'm not going to let them live through it. Um, you gonna come at me in a bad way. I'm gonna come at you in a bad way. Does any of this surprise you at all, Fezzi? Or are you, uh... you know, I would have thought. But you know, because I. about wanting to get rid of guns before and i've heard your speeches yeah and people are always about it's just about protection well in this hypothetical we're saying you you are protected this is i guess that less lethal form of protection but nobody wants to hear about it. They do do want to kill. Once again, you have a hundred percent grasp on this. You're getting this completely. So that does, I, I am actually surprised that people still, you know, be, because I always thought it was the deterrent. Now it seems more like it's the opportunity to get to kill if someone comes into my home. So what is this telling you about gun owners? What are you saying? Where are you going with this? I'm, I'm saying that the people we've talked to sound like they're just interested in killing, not protection. So you're seeing the people who own guns at their homes as potential murderers. Yeah. Where they can't, That's surprising to me. Where they can't wait to put a bullet into somebody, almost like they're hoping someone breaks into their home. I mean, we're offering a different plan here. And nobody's saying, and the, and the fact that, like, the last caller said, I don't want to take it easy on someone. We're not talking about taking it easy. We're talking about disabling a person, putting them in a huge amount of discomfort. Uh, Luke, California, you're on my face. Hey, guys. I'm kind of tired of everyone, you know, saying that guns are for hunting and home protection. How about just the fact that they're fun to shoot? You go down to the range, they're loud. It's a good time, you know? Yeah, I don't think our new ray gun is going to get rid of guns at all. I really don't. I think it would just be... Uh, I think it would actually have people using that instead of guns, though. Particularly people with families. 
Um, let's head on over here to uh, Brian. Brian, what do you got? Hey, uh, good afternoon, Ron Fez. Hey. Um, guns aren't always 100% lethal. We've all read stories or heard on the news uh, people who have been shot multiple times and survived. So if I had a choice between a gun that maybe yeah, is 75% lethal or 75% effective or a less lethal method that can disable an assailant better than 95% of the time, well, I'm going to choose the less lethal weapon that has a higher chance of disabling an assailant. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, Jarrett, Massachusetts, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? I agree completely with Fezzi here. I'm looking at some numbers real quick. Uh, for every 100,000 people in the U.S., there's over 10 gun deaths per year. And uh, out of that, surprisingly, six of them, six of ten, are actually suicides. Homicides are the other four. Now you look at the U.K., where guns are illegal, like handguns are illegal. I, I think even rifles are illegal over there. You've got less than, was it, 0.4 gun deaths per 100,000 people. So people who say guns don't kill people, people kill people, are full of shit because, you know, uh, there, I'm, I'm certain there are some criminals over in the U.K. with guns, but it ain't nothing like it is over here. And when you're looking at six suicides out of every 100,000 people are by gun, you got to start questioning the, the, the logic of having handguns. So you would feel better if people took pills to die or jumped off bridges? Well, no, I mean, that's always an option, but I'm saying, hey, you know, if the gun's not there for a kid to get into, or, uh, I, hey, I got guns. I, I've got a rifle, i got a shotgun, I've got mm. them for hunting purposes, but I can't see any reason why anybody should be carrying a pistol, no matter who you are. Because the protection thing, you can protect yourself with a shotgun, but you can't go walking down the street with a shotgun unless you're sawing the sucker off and hiding in your trench coat. All right, let's go over here to Carl in Montana. You're on my fist. Yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to keep busy reminded, you know, when, when they... Bill of Rights, the Constitution, all that was drawn up. They wanted us citizens to keep and bear arms in case the government got out of control. I mean, hell, that's how we got away from Britain. You know, I mean, it, well, here's what here, here, here's the weird thing about that, though, Carl. If you look back, let's say when that was written in the 1700s, uh, okay. the musket that you would have at your house would be not that different than the musket you could see. Uh, the military walking by with. But if you watch television today to see the firepower that the military has, if the military decides to turn on Montana there, you're just going to be fucked. You're not protecting yourself with a couple of rifles. I agree. Uh, of course, most of those people are out there in D.C. anyway. You know, it would be the eastern citizens that are doing it. You, you take it, I don't know how many millions you've got, but it's a pile. Uh, if they were all toting and, and there was a legitimate need to get rid of the government, I think they could do it. I know you could do it. I don't see it, and I don't see that happening in a heartbeat. I don't see anybody being able to take on the U.S. military like that, at least in a short battle. Now, if you want to, you know, would you end up living like they do in Afghanistan? Yeah, I guess, you know. I guess there could be some amount of defense there, but it would not be an actual defense. You're not going to be actually putting citizens together like you would have back in the 1700s. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Randall in Montana. Hey, Fez. Your listen lethal system is a great idea. If, if you can say every time 
that it's just one bad guy. But at the time you have multiple, you don't have time. I don't think it's that anybody wants to kill, but you don't have time to react to, did that my non-lethal system work on the first guy while I'm taking care of the second or multiple guys? Well, don't you have to, wouldn't it be the same with a regular gun? Like, let's say the house is dark and there's two guys, you shoot, you don't know if you hit the guy or not? Or, well, okay. or, or I mean, if he's out, let me put it that way. If he's out and away from his gun? Yeah, but, you know, you're going to, if you're in a situation like that, you're, if, and you're defending your home, my philosophy is not shoot once. My philosophy would be pop till they drop. Uh, let's head on over here to our good friend Fred Brooklyn. Hello, Fred. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, Ronnie, I'm, I'm so happy to see you healthy, man. That's great. Fred, um, the email I, that you wrote me yesterday almost killed me. Well, you know, I, 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 the problem with those catheter tubes is I think it's one size fits all, and not everybody's equal in that area. And uh, as I wrote in my letter, when they gave the final tug, they pulled me, a little, they pulled me inside out. It was, uh, looked like an inside-out sock hanging out of the end there for, oh. for a day or two. And uh, since then, looks like a little shrimp at the end. It never fully retracted, but um, he's still got the inside of his deck on the outside. It pulled it inside out. It, the, the last inch or so grabbed and pulled the uh, a little inside. Ever out bring that up to your doctor? Uh, he said it would retract in a day or two. It happened sometimes. The lubrication on the catheter oh. doesn't hold, and uh, I, I was I was sleeping during it. So uh, the first time I went to urinate I, I, is the first time I actually saw it, and it sprayed all over like a spritzer hose. Oh. I, I, I didn't know what was going on, and then I took a look, and then, wow. Well, all pink and and and, and sensitive, and fucking oh. horrible. horrible, bro. It, Nauseous. It, it, it couldn't touch underwear. I, I had to keep like a, a cotton pad. Oh my like a god! Pad between my fucking my my cock and my uh, drawers, but uh, it, you know my appendix burst also, just like yours. And uh, I lived through it. Cock's a little inside out, but what can you do? These things happen in life. But um, with with the ray gun. Oh, it hurts. Gun, um, I can't hear anything else you're saying, Fred. You want me to stop there? I just—you'll uh, never be able to fucking f top that story. You, you have the world's most dramatic story that your cock is inside out now because of those pricks. <laughs> it's a little left over. It's like a little uh, little cauliflower ear hanging out of the end there. Can you can you have sex properly? What's that? Can you have proper sex? I've had two kids, uh, you know, uh, everything's regular, still married, good, no problem. All right. Just just a little, I guess it's, uh, there's a little tendon around it that hangs on. Oh. Intact and uh, tore it out of place a little bit. Oh, my God. Looks like a cherry on a Sunday. Oh, Jesus, Fred, I don't want uh, you can't even hear this story. I feel like I'm paralyzed from the waist down. Uh a little more sensitive. Being a Jew, I got a little of that skin back. What can I do? Uh, finally. Should I let it go there? But the oh. heat gun, man, I, I, I'd, I'd love to honk with that. Can you imagine going out with a heat gun, seeing a duck up in the sky, sitting out there with a platter, and a duck from a Chinese food window falls on your platter, man, all cooked and ready to go? That's yeah, a wonderful, that's wonderful joke, but nothing can fa uh, can follow the fact that you've got, like, uh, inside dick fucking gel it's on the outside of your penis. No, it retracted, I'm telling you. It, it's, like, it's like an elastic cord in there, Ronnie. There's a, a little knot hanging out of the end there, but what do you do? One of my eyes hurts so bad, I don't even know what happened to it. 
Oh, no, it added a little length too. You know, it, 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 everything's good. All right, Fred. It functions, brother. I'm, I'm glad you're healthy, though. Oh yeah, I'm, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Well, I, I did, people get it taken out while they're awake. You didn't go through that, did you? No, I would have rather though. Really? I don't, yeah, I don't like that anesthesia stuff. I think you're fucking playing a little fucking uh, numbers game with them. That Louis episode, though, huh? Yeah. Louis uh, killed. Louis C.K. is just fucking killing on that show of his. All right, my friend. All right, man. We'll Sorry to bring it down like oh, that. Oh, I got to take worse, a break. See? I got to take a break now. It could have been worse. Take care, bro. All right. There's our good friend, Fred Brooklyn. Look, there's a dog on TV just sitting there on the couch watching TV, enjoying himself. This is what fucking CNN, this is what cable news turned into. All right, uh, we take a break. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple moments with news about a hypnosis show we're going to be doing a week from today. You want to make sure you're listening for this, the Ron and Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. Again with another one of them rocks. Oh, what the fuck's that? Uh, this is my lucky crap part. You crazy motherfucker. You don't have a lucky crap part? No, I don't have a lucky motherfucking crap part. Then, Donald, you gotta take a hit off of mine. Why I gotta do that? Because it's lucky. Show. Taking back the, uh, of course, taking back the civil rights. Well, we're going back this uh, uh, weekend. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. I was just talking to Rob Cross, uh, and he wants to know if you, he thinks uh, Hicks. If the chemicals between us could be hit by by Bush, what's got into him lately? He's, he's really just trying to be a hit maker. But ten years after the fact, yeah. I don't know what to say. What's next? Hunger, hunger strike? Well, he thought higher. Uh, he's also looking at higher by Creed. I don't know. I guess he loves the rock now. All right, we are looking at doing a uh, a show next Friday that would feature Don the Hypnotist, uh, possibly do this in front of a uh, studio audience with some volunteers. Now, Fez, you want to get hypnotized. Yes. Uh, this is always a big show for you. I love being hypnotized. It's one of the better feelings. It's, you always feel good after it's over, too. There's a relaxation to it. And I think what happens is people misunderstand what hypnosis is and how it feels. Where it's you are just in such a relaxed state that you're open to suggestion. You know what I think a relaxed state is? Delaware. I'm always chill there. Second relaxed state, and this is going to kill you, Oklahoma. 
There's just a whole feeling going on there. Uh, speaking of which, we ever uh, figure out we can uh, get Leon R- Russell on the show? I'm working <coughs> on it. It's got that new album. I know. T-Bone. A lot of T-Bone connections. In the last <laughs> yeah, few T-Bone's weeks. running the world. Crazy. T-Bone's running the world right now. Um, and yeah, tell uh, do me a favor. Call Rob Cross and tell him okay. I think Scar Tissue has got some real fucking a real chance to make it. Put him onto something for a change. Yeah. Well, I dropped by there yesterday with my own worst enemy by Lit. I go, give it a listen. I think you're going to like it. And he's like, shh, I'm listening every morning. Sugar Ray. I go, okay. Um, but maybe we can do this with listeners as well. I'm trying to think of, uh, I think uh, Newsday Laura wanted to have it done. Or did get it done by him before something. You try and get her in. Be fun. Because I don't like to see guys hypnotized other than this. I like to see women hypnotized and make them think they're in the shower. That might be a way to go with this. Well, Nico I, was a bad that when he was with Brie Olsen that one time. Oh, Nico could be perfect to bring <laughs> back in. Hmm, we've got text going off during the show. Is it Mafia Life Chris? I hope so. Or, or Mafia Life Chris would be great. Because not everybody can be hypnotized. Uh, Oklahoma is not relaxing. Trust me. And I don't know who sent that text to me. Laszlo, maybe? Oh, that probably is Laszlo. Uh, he's going to come in and do the show, right? Yeah, he's coming in next week. Uh, he was supposed to be in this week, and my appendix fell out on the floor. By the way, I still hurt from that fucking Fred Brooklyn story. Yeah, that was horrifying. Inside out, it makes you just want to vomit and go home. Bristol Palin looks like she's going to be doing the new season of Dancing with the Stars. This is the Palin machine out there. No matter where they can be, what they can get, they will be there. Probably doesn't look good for the next president of the United States to be on Dancing with the Stars. We'll send the next best thing, uh, unmarried teenage uh, daughter. Mm. Yeah, it is a little tacky for the Palins to be doing that. But I understand there's some real cake in it, some real nice uh, juice. If you get to, the, like, I mean, the, like the last uh, few rounds, you get make up to 400 grand on this fucking show. That's crazy. She could, or? Personally, yeah, she could make 400 grand like, in, her, in pocket if she gets you know, far into it. If she's got her uh, mom's, uh, you know, telephone machine behind her. Anybody else they got so far? Uh, here's who. Uh, they're going to make the official announcement on August 30th. But Why don't you make the unofficial announcement right now, Fess? All right. Included uh, with uh, Bristol Palin, Florence Henderson as their standard old person uh, contestant. Uh, dur- from Dirty Dancing, Jennifer Grey. Mm. Uh, former NBA star, Rick Fox. Margaret Cho is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. All right, this is nice. First on the mass member goes on to be on Dancing with the Stars. David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. Uh, Brandy. Uh, let's see. From the Hills uh, show, Adrena Partridge. I don't know who that is. Uh, NFL, former NFL quarterback, Kurt Warner is in this one. And Michael Bolton. And rounding it out with, from the Jersey Shore... The situation. Yeah, you're not going to beat this. This is a hell of a cast they're putting together. 
good for the situation. Yeah. He's, I like he's branching out to other reality shows. For what I understand, the situation is making some real nice money for himself, too. Oh, yeah. All, all of them are. He has a new vodka coming out that has protein in it. So, it, like, you know, it's good for you when you're getting fucked up. Protein vodka. All right, let's Vinny chase this fucker. <laughs> I'll put a tweet out about it right now. I'll put, like, Turtle put his tweet out. I'm worried about Vinny. He cut his own hair, and then he fell asleep bare ass next to his pool. They did, what, like, a line of coke or something with Sasha Gray? Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they like to show his girl ass off whenever they can. He's got a very female ass. Something for the ladies, I guess. I guess. All the single ladies. All right, so uh, another big hit there for the Dancing with the Stars. The unwatchable reality show. I mean, at best, all you're watching is people dancing. And That's as good. And it's one of those um, uh, reality shows. They make it so big, they have to go to two hours or 90 minutes. Try to keep it within an hour. All right. Fez uh, has a lot of opinions the way these shows should be running. That's one of the worst ones out there, though. I hate that fucking show. I don't I've, understand it. I've sat through a few episodes of it. It's kind of horrifying to watch. What do you like, Project Runway? Do you like seeing people make fucking turn lampshades into dresses? What's wrong with that? It's very uh, creative there. Uh, am I allowed to uh, say who has Boom Boom to be on, or better not to say that? Better keep it on the QT. All right. I'll keep it quiet. Uh, but boom, boom, uh, since her Cupcake Wars thing, a lot of interest in her. Really? I'm not saying Dancing with the Stars interest, but there is interest. Uh, Will Forte is going to be leaving Saturday Night Live after eight seasons. He's going to pursue other opportunities. When someone like that says pursue other opportunities, I don't think there's other opportunities. I think that's what they're given the chance to say when they're asked to leave Saturday Night Live. You never believe anyone's statements, I notice, Fez. No, no, I'm not very trusting of those, of those uh, PR uh, uh, releases. And I, uh, MacGruber really bombed it wasn't like there's more mcgruber movies to go see but he's been on this show for eight years too that's fucking twice as long as bill murray did it i mean how long you want to be on saturday night live supposed to be like a stepping stone you can't hang around eight years he's not going to come out with a new character i didn't realize he was on the show for eight years eight fucking years and it seems the longer you're on that show the more fucked you are once you get off oh yeah i mean what do you go to next I think Tim Meadows was on for 17. Seriously? I, yeah. I, 17 years? I think he did, like, yeah. 17 years? That's what I believe, yes. Huh? I'm going to look that up. He was around for quite a while. I know he was, but 17 is fucking... It's Frasier numbers. And then I think he was leaving to pursue other opportunities. Which also really didn't nine happen. nine years from 91 to 2000. What's that? It was nine years from 91 to 2000. Okay, so I was a little off. And he was the longest, right? Oh, by the way, happy birthday to Eddie the Pointer. Oh, today's Eddie's uh, birthday? Yep, Eddie the Pointer, another year old, so happy birthday to him. Congratulations, Eddie the, Eddie the Pointer.
The man really enjoys pointing. But see, also, I don't think losing Will Forte is a big deal to Saturday Night Live either. There's nothing that's a big deal to that show. It doesn't fucking matter what they do. They don't have good shows. They don't care. Every couple of years, the election comes around and everyone watches again. But they don't give a shit. They can have the worst season and they won't make any fucking changes at all. They just, they're unstoppable. And they've been having their worst season for the last five years, probably more than that. Now. Probably the last 25 years. You've been saying to yourself, I'm going to stop watching this piece of shit show. His problem was when Bush actually when Bush had to leave office and he didn't get to do the impression anymore. That's always a big bite out of it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I ever thought of him as the Bush guy. That was Will Farrell's. There are people who do the characters, like second and third, that, you know, you just don't care. NASCAR is teaming with BET to do a reality show. That's pronounced bet. To find the next minority or female driver for the NASCAR circuit. So you know that your sport is really low on minorities when you have to go to a reality show just to try to find one to be <coughs> in the sport. It should be minority hipster. They should really just fucking... Is that the hipster to, thing? Yeah. And they say minority or female. I think female falls under minority. I don't think you really have to separate the two. You have to play it's women. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey there, Ron. Uh, I got a question for Fezzy. Yes. Uh, what do you think about this new David Hasselhoff reality show coming out with him and his two daughters? It sounds like it's going to be, you know, kind of a ripoff of the Hulk Hogan one where they were trying to get his daughter into show business. Because that's all this is going to be. Uh, hey, Mikey boy, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome back, Ron. Glad to hear you back on the air. Well, well, well. Mikey boy finally says something nice to Ronnie B after all these years. Shocking. Um, I wanted to let you know that uh, Daryl Hammond was actually on Saturday Night Live for 14 years. Now, did he leave? Yeah. Did they make a big deal about him leaving? I don't think they did. I mean, he's sort of like <coughs> one of those guys who was on the show for, like, the later years. He'd just show up maybe once an episode or so and do Clinton or something. He wasn't really a high-profile kind of guy. Um, but apparently for 14 years, he's on. I saw him once in some cheap diner here in the city, and nobody was even coming up to him. He had already done the show for, like, nine years. And he was just like a regular guy in a diner. He yeah, I I had a, a, one of my brother's friends, actually, I was in the neighborhood, and said he was just the most miserable guy. He seemed miserable. Thought, yeah, yeah. It's it just he's always wearing black, and he always seemed unhappy. So I don't know. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> do anything besides uh, Saturday Night Live, and so I don't know what his deal is. Well, no one asked you to do, like, really over-the-top fucking news uh, impressions in real life. Like, he's always doing these fucking news guys that no one even knows who they are anyway. Right. And you're like, oh, you really got him down, Daryl. You fucking really just put the goddamn arrow in the ass of CNBC right there. Congratulations. Hey, uh, one more thing. I, if, if, uh, I'd like to actually take another shot at the hypnotism, if that's cool. Well, the problem is this, Mikey. Yeah. You are strong of mind. 
where you have Fez weak of mind. But yes, of course you could try. Okay. <clears throat> but I worry about you because I don't know how good Don is. Oh. Yeah, X, did you try it before? Yeah, I tried a couple, uh, two, two times ago, and it didn't, it didn't stay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're more than invited, Mikey boy. Cool. Thanks. All right. We'll uh, we'll figure out a little later on what exactly you have to do to be part of the hypnotism show. But maybe we'll just also have some people who just want to watch because a lot of times everyone will call in later and say fake. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. It's it's ridiculously real. You know it isn't fake because A, Fez is enjoying himself, and B, being creative, every hypnotism show. The fucking thing that the guys did where they were acting like the ONA show was fucking amazing that time. That was ridiculous. And that was Fez, uh, Pitsy, Dave, and was anybody else? Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday uh, was there, and she was uh, playing uh, Dr. Z. Pitsy had never been that quick in his life. Fez was fucking dead on it, and so was Dave. Do we got any of that uh, audio at all? Yeah, grab it now. <laughs> this is from a hypnotism show a couple years ago. And what we did was said to the guys that were in it was basically uh, Fez... Uh, Pitsy and Dave, who were, you know, the staff at the time, and then Friday, our friend, you are going to be the ONA show along with Dr. Who? Dr. Z, uh, Z the sexpert. Dr. Z, the sexpert. And uh, they just start to fucking riff. And they were like uh, Upright Citizens Brigade doing this. Welcome back to the ONA show. The ONA virus spreading across the country. Lingalanga. Lingalanga. In the house with ONA. And today, little Jimmy Norton. Jimmy, where are you going to be appearing? Make sure you check that out. Coming into the studio, she's a penthouse pet. She is our resident sexpert. Dr. Z. Dr. Z, welcome back. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, right? <laughs> Dr. Z, what's on your mind today? I'm here to talk about my new book. Go ahead. In my new book, I will tell you exactly how to get women who are as hot as I am, and any man... I'm already there. I don't need your book. <laughs> well, I do hear good things about you. Hickory dickory duck, this cod, this guest sucks cock. Oh! <laughs> what women are looking for <laughs> is a penis. We want a man with a penis. Please, I'm just it's trying to... It's fat out Tell this okay, bitch. Okay, okay, tell okay. this hole to shut the fuck up. All right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Dr. Z... She's going to be hanging out this weekend at F.H. Riley's in Huntington Village, Long Island. Tom Brokenjaw here. Tell this guest to get the shit out of the studio. She's a fucking hole. All right. But, Anthony, I'm hearing that you're having some women troubles right now. Yeah, what's some advice for Ant? What's some advice for him? I had a lovely lady, Opie, and that lady has departed Opie. 
And so we are no longer together. Easy. All right. And now you're looking on the prowl. You're looking for a new woman. And you have a penis. I don't need so to like look to for anyone. So you insert your penis into her, someone's vagina. Is that all right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, well, doctor. Because I you get know that cool. you talk to Anne. I'm going to join my blueberries. My blueberries. Big bowl of blueberries. Did you get a bowl of blueberries? Blueberries. Did you get yourself? I got some blueberries. A little bowl of blueberries for a You know I enjoy blueberries. Did you get a little bowl of blueberries for a blueberries? Did you? Did you? Blueberries are very good for your potency. Are they? Yes, they are. <laughs> Jimmy's got this thing. Yeah. You know, I can say it because we're not at the other place. No. I can say it. Jimmy likes uh, he likes to get shit on. You know, different things turn different people on. Some like a penis in their rectal hole. Just tell her shit on me. I would say you could take a little bit of a softer approach. Um, Should I ever go to MySpace.com slash Jim Norton? Perhaps coming to one of your shows might help. Oh, you plug. He always plugs Doc. Don't mind him. All right. Speaking of... Uh, oh, I got an idea. We get Big A and Stalker Patty in here, and they just shit all over the floor, and then we just have, you know, we have, like, uh, naked girls coming in here and roll around in it for cash. Mm. We hide cash in the shit. We hide cash in the shit. I swear, if fucking Elo tells us we can't do this again, I swear, there's going to be hell to pay. There's going to be hell to pay if we can't do the ONA shit roll. Someone tell Steve my computer's down. I don't know how to do a show with a computer down. Steve, I don't know how to fix anything. Look at baby girls showing it off on Talk. All right. Those are quite lovely. She was definitely blessed. Are they real? Do you know? They are indeed, ma'am. Uh, as my uh, ex-wife's grandmother said, Can I have some more box wine? Can I no right hands? No right hands. All right. I'm thinking none of this is helping your quest you for a your new face vagina. <laughs> Jimmy? Jimmy, he tell me when were you playing this weekend? I'll be at Bananas in Poughkeepsie. slash Jim Norton. And that's where we can come see our comedy? If you want to fall in a pool of AIDS. <laughs> now, who are you putting your penis in currently? Anyone good? Anyone that has a hole, sweetie. <laughs> Do you prefer male or female penises? I'll take it anywhere I can get it. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> Well, it's getting a little uncomfortable here, Al. It is getting a little uncomfortable. I'm just trying to enjoy my blueberries. Blueberries. All right, we have The Undertaker coming up next, I think. Hope, uh... WrestleMania is this weekend. Would he Is that be right, Jimmy? Yeah, Jordan, MySpace.com slash Jim Norton. If you want to see who's on the card. Would The Undertaker be willing to let All us right. explore him anally? <laughs> Dr. Z, you're the sexpert. What wrestler do you think E-Rock would want to have sex with the most? <laughs> Hello, Ronald Reagan here. I forgot how bad E-Rock sucks. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm not really that familiar with Nancy's wrestling. head is like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> they didn't have wrestling in the country that I was raised in. E-Rock's the big fucking fat sumo wrestler who can't get through the door right now. E-Rock's got a bit of a belly. All right. <laughs> 
Well, as long as he has a... We made him do a chubby bunny. If he has a less than average... They should have called it chubby average, faggot, all right? Anthony, if he has a less than average or mid-range penis, he will get a woman. I'm not too worried about him. Oh, what's the best thing guys can do to get women? Have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like your hole is pretty goddamn big, huh, Doc? All right. I'll have you know that I've had sex with over a hundred Thank people. you, Jimmy. Where was the car crash sound effect for that one, Jen? <laughs> I had to give myself a triple there, Jimmy. Redundant. If you want to sign up for the ONA shit roll, go to myspace.com slash Jim Norton. If you're a naked lady and you want to roll around and shit for some uh, cash money, uh, I would tell you to go to the website, but we're not allowed to fucking mention it here. We're not allowed to even mention it. So for some reason, uh, we have a website that has the same name as the fucking show, and we can't mention it. Get Don on the phone. Opie. Don Opie. is worthless. <laughs> This is not going to help our careers, Opie. <laughs> XFL on our way, Opie. You always seem to have a lot of tension. Is that something that you would like to release today, perhaps in some kind of jerking manner? Well, what we'll do is we have, I believe, anywhere from two to 3,000 dildos in our office. <laughs> do you have any Purell, Doc? Doesn't sound very sanitary. You know what I'm saying? But not for this guy here, all right. I'm going to be shit on. You can do whatever you want. Go ahead, Doc. Shit on him. Shit on me. Shit on him. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead, shit on him. I'm very sorry. Ahead, I've already taken a shit today, and I'm not really feeling motivated to shit on him. put it on his him. mustache. Fan <laughs> <laughs> Bryant, my mouse is not working again. <laughs> I'm thinking this is all very unsanitary, and really what we should be focusing on is plugging my book. Right. Go ahead. All right. What's your, what's your plug? Whole Illustrated. Jimmy, why don't you plug her book? Why don't you plug Dr. Z's book if for her? you want to get a copy of... Uh, Dr. Z's new book, just go to eatabullet.com or myspace.com slash Jim Norton. <laughs> you seem to have a lot of hostility towards women, Jimmy. Where does this come from? Having your penis touched by dick, your mother? I sucked the dick under the porch once. When I was <laughs> Tell us a little about that. We play this game called Monster Rain, and every time it'd say, Monster Rain, Monster Rain, and I would suck each other off. You think that's what it is? It could be. About how old were you during this? Eleven. Eleven. So you were well into the prepubescent stage. I loved dicks in my mouth back there. <laughs> and do you right, still on the uh, on the instant message? Steve from Bayshore saying this should be Doctor Z Z Z Z Z. You have big cans, do you, Doc? <laughs> they are. They're rather large. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to a call. We got uh, Steve from Yellowstone calling. Steve from Yellowstone. Hello, I'd like to ask a question for Dr. Z. Yeah, you're on with Dr. Z. What do you got? Dr. Z, what is the first chapter of your book? The first chapter is entitled... Come on! Dr. Z's book, I wipe my ass with and eat it! That's not a very nice thing to say about my book. Oh, but we're sorry about saying... that. I had no idea. Hello, Celine Dion here. Yes, go Dr. Ahead. Z's appearances is going like the Titanic. It's sinking. <laughs> Sorry. Give myself a car crash there, Op. <laughs> Dr. Z is in studio with us with her new book. I'm sorry, what, what, what's the name of the book? How to Pick Up Stupid Russian Chicks. It's my self-taught. I thought you were self -biography. German. 
Excuse me? Well, weren't you supposed to be German, Dr. Z? That's what you were last time. No, she's Russian, right? She's right? I think she's I Russian, know right? I think she's uh, Russian. I think she, I thought she was German. Uh, I think you just and by the way, to all my German friends, much. hail Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think there isn't so. anyone that you don't hope is German. I just can't say that all Hitler's ideas were that bad, right? Do you believe yourself to be a Nazi? I'd also like to say, uh, can we do something a little bit about Obama? <laughs> I think what people down the South what know what I'm so talking about. What are you so worried about? I'm not going to have... Is that what it is? Not gonna be. A, I'm not gonna be a, a citizen in a country with one of those type of people. All you know what I'm talking. I'd say it, but we weren't in Long Island. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you there. Doctor Z, uh, thanks for coming in. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, one more call. I believe we have uh, Steve from Yellowstone back. <laughs> Hi, Doctor Z. I'd like to ask you a question. What's your question? Come on! <laughs> oh boy. You fucking shit! Oh, jeez. I've never been so insulted. He didn't mean that. I, I don't think that was a real caller, up. We gotta take another break. Coming up, we will have Patrice O'Neill. We will have Robert Kelly, Rich Voss stopping by. All coming up. My keyboard is still not working, Steve. <laughs> it works around here. You know, I don't want to start running with the why would, why, why would my keyboard work, Opie? Why would my keyboard work, Opie? And I don't even think I got uh, blueberries. I think I got strawberries. Where else blueberries? Blueberries. Blueberries. We'll be right back. It's the ONA Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197, XM202. Virus. If I'm fucking six women, three times a day, seven days a week, how many times per week am I fucking? Was it 10? Was it 130? Was it 16? I was tripping out. Weird stuff. You telling me? <laughs> Danny Dubis seems good at two things. That's man and fuck. <laughs> it's the Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez Wiley. Uh, Fez, when you uh, go back and listen to yourself on that hypnotism, mm -hmm. do you remember it all? There, it's almost like a drunk blackout where there's things I can remember. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things I don't remember until I'm reminded of them. And it's like, do you remember doing this? And it's like, oh, yeah, then I did do it. It kind of fills in the blanks. Yeah, it's one of the worst things that can happen to you after a blackout when someone starts to help you piece it together. Like, I wish you wouldn't have brought that up. Very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, G-Baby in the studio with us today. Uh, and I think uh, I think we're looking at the end of a kind of a disappointing summer season for film. I, I would agree with you there, Ron. Uh, hey, everybody. How are you? Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, there's a couple good movies, a couple, you know, diamonds in the rough. But overall, pretty weak. Sure. Why do you think that was this year? I don't know. I think... I think the last year and a half, I think these were the products of the writer strike. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the scripts, you know, uh, just didn't, weren't had didn't have time to be developed as much as maybe they wanted to be. Hopefully that'll change in the next year or two. Um, now that that's over, but at that around that time, I think these are the movies that was. So that's probably why. And then this weekend they're re-releasing Avatar. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, the re-release today. Just you know, 
cash it in. Cameron has eight minutes. And but the thing that's crazy is that I was going to go see it until I read that when they released the big Blu-ray box set in November for Christmas, mm. like, there's going to be that version and then a version with an extra eight minutes, so 16 total minutes. And it's like... I'm not going to pay, you know, $15 to see it in the theater. When it, uh, I might go see it in the theater because I don't, I'm not going to Blu-ray it anyway. And I'm going to see if, if the hype still, if maybe I was caught up a little bit yeah. in the hype of it all. Because it is now that we've had enough time to see all these other 3D movies come and crash. Yeah. Cameron, I don't know what he does and how he does it, but he gets asses in the seats. It, it's unreal. And I actually re watched it recently with a friend who had never seen it on Blu-ray. And I saw it like three times in 3D, and the 3D is great. Mm -hmm. But the Blu-ray, like it, that was the best experience I had with it. Really? Because the, the picture, because that's such a vibrant movie. And mm -hmm. the second you put glasses on, it dims it for you. Mm -hmm. And I watched it on Blu-ray, you know, 1080p projection, I, and I was just like, wow, this movie is gorgeous. It is what it is, you know. It's it, like you said, Cameron just has this magic touch where he knows how to like get everybody in the world into this theater. You know, who knows? But. Yeah, that was the best-looking ver version of it, which is why I'm probably not going to see it in the re-release, because I think I'll probably pick up the Blu-ray, check out a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, <laughs> and then see it with that extra, you know, 20 minutes that's supposed to eight. <coughs> so, and it's, is it just coming back in IMAX theaters? IMAX and 3D, I think. So, like, you don't, if you don't have an IMAX near you, if there's, like, a 3D theater, um, they'll play it there, too. But, uh, I mean, I played for it a couple times. It's like, do I really want to pay to see that movie again? Or does it need the money? Movie made like two billion dollars. Well, I don't think it needs the money. No, it doesn't need the money. <laughs> he got paid three hundred million dollars. It was his. Well, he end. wants even more, right? He wants books and cartoons and. Yeah, he was talking. Cameron was talking about. Um, he wants it to compete with franchises like Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord mm. of the Rings. Yeah, and I think from what I've heard about the second movie, uh, you know, it's going to go. It, most of it's not going to be on pa the Pandora we've seen. It's going to be underwater. It's going to be on the other moons. So I think that's what he's, he's trying to, like, make it into a big, bigger thing. Yeah, so, I mean, you, uh, will it get that big? I mean, it seems like it was, like, last December when it came out. Yeah. It felt like, all right, it's cool, uh, it's obviously huge, but is it more of a novelty where, I mean, I don't know if you have kids running around playing Jake Sully like you, like they would Anakin Skywalker. No, like when I was at Comic-Con, you, you didn't see many, uh, you know, Navi costumes. You saw one or two, which are really good, because you think about it, you got to basically be naked and blue. I think, uh, I'm going to wake you guys up to something. It's bigger than Star Wars. It's bigger already. Doesn't but, matter what he does. He's got the biggest movie of all time. With inflation, it's not bigger. With inflation, it's like, it's, I don't think it's even in the top 20. Maybe I don't. I don't have. Any so problem. we're going to go back, and once again, you're going to be one of those people <laughs> that Scarlett O'Hara is the biggest fucking movie. When you think about it. That movie. What did movie tickets cost when that came out? Though, like forty cents, and I paid twenty dollars to see Avatar. You can't. You have to. You have to. There was never. A, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like a dollar. I paid zero. Bootlegged. It. But you, you also <laughs> did not have the choices when Star yeah. Wars came out. When Star Wars came out, you had Star Wars, and nothing else. There was nothing even close to it. There's been a million kind of sci-fi movies that you could see now, and everyone showed up for James Cameron. Yeah. Well, I, well, he also released it in December, where then you know it played for its two weeks or whatever to qualify for your Oscars, and then it had, was it did the bulk of its run. Same thing as Titanic in the early part of the year when there isn't as much competition. So uh, that's another big Cameron thing. Uh, he knows how to find it, but then the other people go, "Oh, my movie should have came out in the summer." Yeah. They destroyed it. Let's put it at this, because let's get back into geek culture, which you're a big part of. Sure. Uh, and 
you know, they take a lot of credit when the some you know the Batman movies and the Spider-Man movies and James Cameron. Mm-hmm. But let's look at this year, two different films. Uh, one that you really liked, Kick-Ass. Yeah. One that I liked, Scott Pilgrim. Right. Both played perfectly into the geek culture, and neither one of them made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. It, and uh, I think... Where's the stroke with the geeks? Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I don't think... I, I, I when Scott Before Scott Pilgrim came out, before I saw it, before anything, I was like, I don't think this movie's going to be a hit. It's too niche. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think Kick-Ass was a little less niche. But people, people are confused when they see a movie, you know, when they see a trailer for a movie and they don't know what they're looking at. I mean, kick-ass, people saw it and they're like, why do I want to see little kids running around superheroes? They didn't know that it was a lot more right. mature story. And Scout Pilgrim, they're like, why do I want to watch a movie with a lot of Bam Pals, like the Batman TV show? And it's not really that. That's very, I mean, it's there, but it's, you know, that's secondary. But the whole thing of the gay culture is they were supposed to be smart when it came to this. Yeah. And they're still just acting like knuck-dragging uh idiots that you have to say look here's exactly what it is a guy in a mask and a and a cape all they can understand is batman yeah you know it's kind of embarrassing that that geek culture was supposed to be cooler and a little yeah a little more uh, inventive i think we're finding out that this geek culture as you know it's a it's a very very vocal minority i think Mm. that's becoming the the obvious thing here is that you know there's people like me that can go out and and pound for kick-ass and pound for that sounds terrible but uh scott pilgrim and but you know how many people visit you know uh, Anical News Collider Slash Film all these websites where these people sort of congregate you know people are on Facebook people are on you know Twitter and mm-hmm. and you know in my Twitter only reaches a couple hundred people then how many of those actually read it you know so like to really get out you know you have to be mainstream I think and the geeks aren't there yet you know I think uh, which though you know it's tough because Scott Pilgrim and Kickass got great reviews and most right. of the major things. And uh, recently, like I put on my Facebook, VanityFair.com put up an article that said, please pay for Scott Pilgrim in the theaters. Right. And people were like, oh, Scott Pilgrim. I was like, but it's Vanity Fair. This is like trend-setting stuff. This is not anti-cool news. This is Vanity Fair, and they're telling you the same thing I am. So, uh, I don't know. I think people are confused. People, you know, they, they, want, they want their $15. They want to see The Expendables, which was terrible. Fez saw it, and it was, it was terrible, but it's, it's safe. And people want to play it safe. And that then, bothers because, me, though. Yeah, it does. That bothers me and it really disappoints me because there's no reason for it. There wasn't anything really cool about that. And for somebody to act like, oh, it's great to see this kind of thing back in the theater. It's just the exact opposite. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ruined it where you had a chance with these other two little weird movies, which played to this supposedly comic book culture that you guys love so much and then they don't support it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's disappointing, and I don't. I don't really know. There's an answer. I really don't. And uh, I, I thought Scott Pilgrim had a had a better chance than Kick Ass, uh, simply because maybe Edgar Wright had some pull. It had, uh, you know, obviously Kick Ass had Nicolas Cage, but this had you know Michael Sarah. And I was like, maybe it'll play to a comedy crowd. Maybe it'll play mm-hmm. to uh, an action crowd. And I think everybody was like, it doesn't look like any of those things. Yeah, and it probably isn't, but it no. didn't mean that it wasn't really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people want to go, I want to just see the same thing that I saw last week, two weeks ago, four weeks ago. It's depressing. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Larry. Larry, you're on with G-Baby. How are you, pal? Hi, buddies. Um, as for Avatar being a franchise, I don't see people imagining themselves as Avatar characters, but the people in Star Wars were essentially human beings. 
and they can imagine themselves being the human beings. And then you have some who would maybe dress up as C-3PO, which has kind of neurotic human tendencies or uh, being a big, lovable, but um, watching when he's angry, giant like a Wookiee. I think maybe this is like the title of Tony Kornheiser's second book, I'm Back for More Cash. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. It's not like we're sitting around debating whether Avatar is going to work or not. We did that this time last year. Yeah. Well, last year we're going, do people really want to see this? And most of us leaned away from it, thinking, I don't think so. And then the people showed up, not in gigantic numbers in the first week, yeah. but steady. People kept going back. Uh, there's something that Cameron does for people. And I think, uh, you know, he is, I mean, I understand the difference between a Navi and a human, but I think a lot of people saw that world as an idealized, beautiful world, you know, and... Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've read the articles where people got depressed that they couldn't go to Pandora. Do you think that any of that shit was true, though? Or that's I think, just it, again, weird it's, hype? I think it was probably like three people who, mm. you know, somebody wrote an article about and it got on Yelp, on, a Yelp, right. on like Dig or something. That's probably what it was. It wasn't a huge big thing. Uh, Hicks, that's one that you actually saw at the theater. Did you actually go see Avatar at the theater? Uh, no, I got a 2D bootleg of it. But I, mm. I, I mean, I'm going for the re release, though, because I figured I might as well get the actual experience that's supposed to be in 3D. Uh, what was your movie this summer, this year, Fest? My favorite was Kick-Ass. Mm. It, it was. I, I went to the, see that like three times in the theater. And it didn't make a lot of money. No. You, you probably uh, helped it more than you know. How about you, Hicks? Inception, easy. It blew everything else away. You like Kick-Ass better than Inception, Fez? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm with Fez. I like Kick-Ass better than Inception. But again, I think it speaks to me a little bit more. And I liked Inception a lot. Inception was awesome. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, um, and none of them were really... You know, I don't know if any of them are going to be those memorable movies like you'll look back at it. No, I think, I mean, this summer, was it was about Inception and Toy Story 3, period. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, which was, a, it was an awesome movie. I you know? know, I've had so many men tell me they cried at Toy yeah, Story 3. I, I cried. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it to two countries. Um, I'd be afraid. Yeah. I would be afraid to admit it. <laughs> if I did, if I was in the movie and it was a cartoon, i start crying. I would just stab myself in the arm and then... Scream out! Hold on! Someone stabbed me. Is that why you don't go? Because you're just nervous. I don't. I I, I don't want to cry at a movie. Um, but I, I I get news for you. You know? Have you seen that night and day thing that uh, Pixar is? It's online. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's loving it. And I start watching it. And I'm just like, I don't know. It seems like the Flintstones to me. Yeah. That ran in front. Yeah, that was in front of Toy Story Three. A cartoon is a cartoon. Yeah. I don't get the whole. I don't get the whole. I love it so much thing. And cartoons are the number one. Movies now. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not even fucking close. Um, and again, so much for geek culture. I see the, the geek culture just being people that don't want to grow up. Um, uh, because they love these cartoons and then don't show up for kick-ass. Yeah. Uh, let's go over here to um, Dusty. Dusty, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, hey. Just calling to say I'm, uh, I consider myself a huge geek. And uh, you know, I read Aiden Cool every day. I was really looking forward to Scott Pilgrim, and that was the first movie I've walked out on in 15 years. It was just too cool for school. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, I didn't identify with anybody. I, it was awful. So your whole thing is cool is the exact opposite of geek. Uh, yeah. You, you, you felt like you these people were too hip for you. I, I don't know. I guess if you want to put it that way, but any time you start realizing... Uh, or thinking that you're cool and recognizing it, which is what I think that movie was doing, I think you lose it. No, I don't think it was... I mean, I think it used the geek culture just as a tool 
to sort of put, put forward the story of this metaphor of a guy who, to be with the one he loves, has to, you know, battle her past. And it just used the video game stuff to sort of, you know, accentuate that and, and make, it, make it fun. And give the geeks a little, little wink when you hear the Legend of Zelda music. But you don't need to know that to relate, I don't think. I think he just felt like he wouldn't be welcome at any of those clubs, those battles of the bands. Those kind of people would have been too cool for him. But guys in bands are, are, are like that, you know, today. This guy's gone from Arizona. Oh, okay. So his thing is he doesn't feel like he's going to fit in. So it almost offended him that it wasn't like retards wearing capes. I, I think it's definitely a, a, a coastal thing, too. I think, it, you know, I, I bet Scott Pilgrim, if you look at the numbers in New York and L.A. versus Arizona, I bet they were really huge. Is that right? I would imagine. I would imagine that, like, you know, I mean, and I hate to say, you know, it's just that's those are the cities where I guess, you know, everybody says taste is made. And, you know, I'm sure Chicago, too, a couple other mm. places. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I always thought the middle America, you know, and you know, not to single out anybody, but I thought it was going to... Just look at that movie and be like, wow, that looks stupid. Wow, mm-hmm. that looks totally, you know. What if they would have had uh, Scott Pilgrim would have been played by Jeff Foxworthy? Do you think it would have worked better then? <laughs> I think so. I think so, too. I think so. I think, yeah, and Larry the Cable Guy as Wallace Wells. <laughs> then then they've been like, this is so good, man. <laughs> this is so good. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I thought that the, the thing that was great about the, the movie is that you do have to, in your mind, defeat the ex-boyfriends. You yeah. have to get over it. But people would go, oh, you can't fly. Yeah. Well, th- that's the thing. It, it was funny uh, because, uh, you know, I saw the movie early and I was doing, I did, I interviewed like the cast and stuff for the website I write for. And so I, I got to like, read a lot of stuff about that movie before it came out. And I'll hear a lot of the same interview over and over again. And Edgar Wright a lot of times said, he goes, I believe this movie is the movie that Scott Pilgrim plays in his head. Mm-hmm. So that was his way to justify the re- realism of it. He was like, he's a geek. And at a certain point in the movie, he sort of flips on the movie in his head, and that's what he does. And I think that that was his justification. Uh, and he, he was pushing that pretty hard uh, once it probably became obvious universal that maybe people were a little frightened by it. A little weirded out by it? Yeah. Uh, he's a brilliant guy, though. Oh, man. I, awesome. I, I, I'd rather see this kind of film than 99% of them that are out there. I, I would love to hear you talk to him. Just You sit down with him, and he is – oh, man, he's awesome. He's such a such – a, such a, Awesome conversation. Uh, Chris, you're on my face. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yep. Long, long time listener. Uh, all the way back uh, down to Daytona Beach, uh, Orlando area, back uh, in the late 90s. Cool, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, I just want to say, it's, it's the, I have not seen that uh, that movie yet, but it seems that uh, people are afraid of, I don't know, I guess you could say an, an original plot these days. I mean, when I saw Avatar, I walked away thinking that, that was one, that was a hell of a good movie. It was, you know, the beautiful and everything. But then I thought the thing... I've seen this before, and then I saw the movie uh, again. Um, uh, can't think of uh, in spa- uh, shit, Inception. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't seen Inception. Oh. But uh, uh, what was that movie uh, with uh, Tatanka uh, in, in, back in the, in the Western? Kevin Kevin Costner. Dances with um, wolves. Dances with wolves. Yeah, yeah dances with wolves. It was dances with wolves in space. I mean, it, it's the same plot. Right. You got the, but the, yeah, the I mean, there things. are. I mean, if you read the Joseph Campbell things. There are only so many stories, and particularly with the big movies, they've never gotten complex. You know, Ben-Hur, Spartacus, they've always stayed within these... Yeah, the hero's journey. Yeah, it's Ulysses. Yeah, and I mean, I I think, you know... But I I, I disagree with that caller on one thing. I mean, original stories do, do well. I mean, look at Inception. I mean, Inception is a pretty... I mean, 
maybe at its core, it's a guy dealing with his wife. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know the the grand things of it are are are, are very very new. Um, not total. I mean, there's been dream stuff in a million movies, but that I mean, I mean never in a three hundred million dollar success. Though, if you look at that versus K, uh, not K, Scott Pilgrim, I mean, it cost four times more. It had huge stars. Christopher Nolan by himself, you know, sold half mm -hmm. half the audience. You know, uh, and, and Warner Brothers got a bigger, great, better track record than Universal at the moment. Uh, here's uh, Kevin in Philly. We got G Baby in with us. Hey, I uh, think part of the reason why uh, Scott Pilgrim didn't do well is because people are sick of Michael Sarah. It seems he's playing the same role over and over again. He really hasn't had a, a hit since Superbad. So I think, you know, Michael Sarah might have been... Is there an anti-Michael Sarah thing out there now? Yeah, there is. I've heard that before. The thing is, is that Scott Pilgrim, he's not playing the same character that he did in all his movies. I mean, uh, he's playing... When I originally... I read the comics, and when I first saw Michael Sarah in there, I'm like, is he going to be... The super bad kid, is he going to be the Juno kid? Because that's Ooh. not Scott Pilgrim. But from the first frame, he's a lot more confident. He's cocky in this. Um, he's not, you know, super cool by any means. He still have that geek with him. But I think people do see Michael Sarah and they see George Michael from Arrested Development. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, you could look at a lot. I mean, Fez just went to Expendables. Not like Sylvester Stallone has done a lot with his character yeah. over the last 35, 40 years. When you make it the movie star, one of the things people do is bring that, that character they created back. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here, Steve, in Massachusetts, talking movies today with G-Baby. How you doing, gentlemen? You. Good. Uh, G-Baby, you probably... I, I don't know if you're a fan of the whole book series of Scott Pilgrim or not, but I think, like, I think what the whole Hollywood system is trying to do which is bullshit in my theory, is trying to exploit the geek culture and make this watered-down bullshit product just to get the people in the seats and also sort of relate, make the mainstream people relate to it and make more money off of that. I don't know. I think, I think maybe in certain comics, I am a fan of Scott Pilgrim, and I read all the books, and it is a little watered-down just because they had to make six books into one movie, but I think just by, just by casting Michael Sarah, by having Edgar Wright direct, you're you're putting good people in there who appreciate that kind of stuff, um, so I, I think you're probably right in some cases. But I don't think I don't think that happened with Scott Pilgrim. I think it's a pretty great adaptation of the book. It, I mean, it might get rushed after book three, um, getting really inside. <clears throat> but um, but that's a fair point for certain properties for sure. Eight six six Ron zero fez eight six six Ron zero fez. Here's Sean in Nashville. Sean demands to be heard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't say I demand to be heard, but I just want to add to the whole geeks and mill America thing. Um, we're definitely in here. I mean, I think what a lot of people think of mill America geeks and we're not here is because when you have, like, New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, it's big, huge nerd conventions that are in major cities. They just get this inception that they're not in middle America, so we're not going to put like a Scott Pilgrim type of movie in Nashville because it's not going to be seen, which is not true. No. I would love to, like, it's here, but it's like, there's no real indie films that come to Nashville. No, Sean, no what? Real indie... Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even referring to, you know, middle America geeks. I meant the people at your theater. Like, when you would see Scott Pilgrim, were there like lines around the block or were you in there with like 20 other people? You know, that's what I mean. 
No, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, but I, it's, it might also be because we don't get those. They would be lines around the block if that, you know, like the, like the thing with Nashville is everybody thinks we wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots when I can't name a single person that's born and raised there. We're all transplants. Yeah. It's, it's that stereotype of middle America that... You're all a bunch of shit kickers, Sean. There's nothing you can do to get around <laughs> it. You've point. ruined this movie for everybody else <laughs> uh, by not showing up. Here's uh, Katie and Queen, German Fez. Oh, I was just saying that, you know, watching the commercials for Scott Pilgrim, I wasn't into it. But then I read the books, and I loved it, and I thought it was the best movie, the comic movie transition. And I'm not a big fan of Michael Sarah, but he was totally different in this movie. He was acting like a cocky kid. And yeah, like I'm telling you, I did not go to the film expecting to overly like it. I thought I'd see some visuals. I ended up getting into it pretty quick, and I liked it a real lot. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I called in the first time, and I was a little disappointed. I think just the expectations. Those yeah. geek people. We can, we can blow up a movie. You get carried away. Oh, super yeah. carried away. And I think I walked in with that. And then revisiting it with a, you know, with the base there. I, I, yeah. I you also like things if you get to see them first, though. Uh, <laughs> like that's why you're so in love with Entourage this year. No, that's you true. Yeah, you guys hate else. it. Yeah. No, uh, that's not. That's true. Some points. You know, it's hard though uh, to do that. If you see something first, and I, I come out with that opinion, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm the guy that's out there on my own. You know, right. you know. So sometimes you're like, and then people are like, well, I disagree, and you're like, well, that's what I thought. You know, it's easy to do a review on a Friday when a movie comes out because then you're like. Oh, well, you know, it's getting 95%, so I'm okay, you know? Fez, uh, when I asked him about him, uh, the movie, so he goes like this. Let me read a few more reviews than all I feel. <laughs> and he likes to check around and make sure he's on the correct side of public opinion. Uh, Tim, strong on a Fez show. Yeah, Ron. Uh, just want to say, like, movies like Kick-Ass and, and um, Scott Pilgrim, they kind of appeal to a culture that shoots themselves in the foot. I mean, this is a culture that knows how to get their movies for free. Hicks. You look at... You look at Avatar, and you so? actually have Pepper Hicks looking to actually spend some money in a no. theater for it. Not, not only that, but he would steal Cameron's uh, tires <laughs> off of his car if he could. Yeah. But there money. is some truth to that. Yeah, we, I mean, the geeks are pretty savvy, and I think, you know, and they do get free screenings. Walk around L.A., literally, literally, I could walk down the street and get two Scott Pilgrim free screenings, like, minutes of each other. They were, uh -huh. But you think about it, even they fill up 200 seats, you know, the math, it doesn't work out. That's not the reason the movie failed. I mean, I think maybe you know, bootlegging is probably a, a bigger problem, but I, I don't know. I think at one point, yeah, we can get, I know how to get a bootleg if I want to, but do I really want to? I, I don't really want to see that movie like that. I want to see it the way Edgar Wright intended. So see it in Russian. What's the big deal? Um, <laughs> here's Sandra in Montreal. You're on my face. Hi. I just want to say, as a geek, I love seeing these movies, but every time we get a movie, the new Spider-Man is going to be redone with Sam Raimi. He did Massacre, the last one, and it, it's like almost, I hate to say it, a double-edged sword. You, you want Sam Raimi is not doing the next one. He's no. not directing the, the next one. next one's Mark yeah. Webb. Who did yeah, the last one, I'm saying it sucked. Oh, yeah. The, there's the rumor that they're going to make a new one. They're going to rehash it, make it darker this time. It, we, we're going to go see it. It's... It hurts to go see it, but hopefully one day they're going to make a movie and they're not going to massacre the way they do all the time. No, well, I mean, well, it's not a rumor. First of all, that's definitely happening, like soon, like, and it's uh, but, it's all ready to go. But but Ron says, I mean, Spider Man is different than Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. My mom knows who Spider Man is. Hi, mom. Right. She's listening, and um, she knows who Batman is. She doesn't know who Scott Pilgrim is. She doesn't know who Kick Ass is. The, and Fez presents your mom, where he will show up for the big.
suit. What happens to be you're all excited about Green Lantern next. Yeah. Uh, doesn't care what the plot is. Doesn't care what, you know, anything is. It's just like, I know this, so I'm going to see it. Yeah. Where a thing like Scott Pilgrim would be just the opposite of what I would consider geek. Yeah. I would consider geek, you you like to go and find stuff. Yeah. Not just have it spoon-fed to you. And I think, you know, and a geek is, is finding something you like and really, like, stomping for it. You know, yeah. though we were talking about that maybe that isn't working as well as, you know, Hollywood thinks it does at the moment. Uh, let's uh, take one more and then we'll uh, change up the topic. Here's Mike, Mike of Philly. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, the Scott Pilgrim thing. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't even... I didn't even know it was, it was a comic book series or it was anything. As soon as I saw that Michael Sarris playing, I'm like, you know, just another movie with this guy. You know, and I'm not... You know, I just discard it right away. And I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know... Do you know, I would have some faith in this if this kid went around making... A million awful movies. He but he's funny one. as shit. Yeah. But nobody saw Youth and Revolt. That movie's hilarious. It is a scream. Yeah. I, he hasn't made a bad movie. Has he played similar characters? Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> a lot uh, of people play the same year character. Um, year, oh, year one. Point. <laughs> year one. Jane's first on, first on air contribution. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Jane's here and she just hates Michael Sarah. <laughs> and, uh, she's, by the way, she's wearing a Scott Pilgrim t shirt. That's how much she's doing in the Ramona. SP. Uh, and sticks with me when I have to be here with the two kick it, uh, kick ass fucking uh, fans. All right, it's Ron Zero Fez eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Let's switch this one over now sure. to mainstream Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston keeps making movies. They keep tanking, and then they give her more movies. What what the hell goes on with this person? I, I, she's a pretty pretty girl. I mean, and how many actresses are there that age? Maybe. I mean, I think that happens a lot, you know. And people will go to see her. Like you, you think, like maybe they they're not seeing her shitty movies. Mm -hmm. They're not seeing the Bounty Hunter, the Switch, or whatever that's called. Yeah, but you they're know, not. No, but they know who she is. They do know who she. She's in the uh, in the magazines constantly. Yeah, that's free publicity right there. Uh, yeah. yeah, when I walk down the street, and this has been going on for five years, she's on a newsstand in New York every day. Sure, uh, but it it doesn't move over into the real world. She doesn't make any films that people go to see. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And maybe it's just uh, they think that the publicity is going to help them see the movies, but je then when the movie happens, it's not good. You know, if she's in a good movie, I'm sure it would do well. Um, I'm trying to think. She had a movie with her best friend, Jay Moore, you know, Picture Perfect. And that wasn't bad. If I How remember. many years ago was that? No. Yeah, that was probably like, well, Friends was still on. So That was so many years ago, <laughs> Jay Moore was in movies. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, though, Jay's got something coming out at Christmas with Clint Eastwood. He's in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, from that, from what I understand, he steals it. Oh. Uh, and I heard that from Jay. He goes, oh, okay. I'm going to steal this. That's the Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody else is great in it, too. I forget. Yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood does a hell of a job making movies these Man, days. Man, that guy's unreal. I, and he's, everything he touches turned to gold, too. Except for Changeling, maybe. But, like, he had two movies that year. Um, and nuts. <laughs> and you think about, yeah, talk about, you know, this guy was the most, you know, a huge, huge actor. Now he's a huge director. This guy is the top of the top in Hollywood. Uh, Sean, Georgia, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I actually just read an article today that uh, Jennifer Aniston apparently going to be nude and in a raunchy lesbian sex scene in her new movie that's coming out, Wonderlust. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> I turn back everything that I said. Uh, and I'm on my way there now. Um, let's go over here to, uh, Chains in Ohio. You're on my face. Yeah, 
Uh, commenting on your Jennifer Aniston thing, uh, I think they're overexposing her badly because I'm a truck driver, and everywhere I've been in the last few days, I've seen nothing but billboards with that stupid smart water ad, and I don't have any compulsion whatsoever to run out and buy smart water just because she's on a billboard. With now I want to get some. I want to get some smart water because I've been drinking stupid water for so long, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it anymore. All right, let's move on. Uh, eight six six. Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, talking films with G-Baby. Uh, what sites are you writing now for G-Baby? Uh, at the moment, I'm only writing for Collider.com mm-hmm. um, and under my real name, which is Jermaine Lucier, uh, and that's where my Twitter as well, but I'm not going to spell it because that's boring radio. So why, don't you, uh, why don't you go through by Jermaine on this show? Because uh, I, I started through FBA as G-Baby, mm-hmm. and everybody knows me as G-Baby, but maybe I'll start making the transition. But if you remember, they started FBA as full-blown eights. That's true. And that had to finally come over. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I'm I, gonna, I'll start. I'll start. We'll start transitioning. And what's your real name, Jane? Jane. There it is. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> it works. Um, yeah, Shia Cl- LaBeouf said that Steven Spielberg dropped the ball in the last Indiana Jones movie. Now he's seen the script for five, and it looks cool. Uh, is Shia LaBeouf a little too big for his britches or saying the right things? Oh, man. Shia, I think, he's, I think he needs to take a step back because – but the thing is is that, like, you, I think that, but at the same time, he's working with fucking Oliver Stone. He's working with Steven Spielberg. He's working with Michael Bay. You know, he's getting these big roles, and uh, I personally, I think he should probably tone it down a little, but I respect him for saying that. I like – who else is standing up to Steven Spielberg in this town? And Indiana Jones 4 is terrible. It and, was awful. It, every, awful. Everybody dropped the ball in that movie, and I think – uh, well, actually, you know, it's funny. The uh, the original script of that movie. Actually, you want to tell me to drop the ball? It was mm-hmm. George Lucas uh, because the original script of Indiana Jones Four by Frank Darabont is very, very similar to the movie we saw. But there's no Mutt Williams, and which is Shia's character, and it's re- it's pretty good. It would have been you would have been like, okay, that's a good Indiana Jones movie. It was in Raiders. But it was Temple of Doom. So why add the kid? Why why put? Because he thinks you know he's thinking five, six, and seven. He's thinking, you know, without, you know, Harrison Ford's 60 years old. Who's going to believe him? Um, So You're saying George Lucas is a man with no soul whatsoever. He's just a marketing businessman. Has nothing to do with art. Uh, You know what? I'm a a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, Was a huge Star Wars. I still am. What am I saying? But yeah, you're right. I mean, this guy is releasing these movies on Blu-ray. And he's still releasing the crappy editions. I mean, talk about geeks. That, that's outrageous. Like, give us the movies with Han shooting first and stuff. But he doesn't care. You know what the thing is, too? He's just going to hold it back and then release them again. And we're all going to buy it. And it's just... I he- saw a thing that he said, these are his movies, and he's re-releasing Star Wars with he and his kids' heads superimposed over all the other characters. Well, they're in this. They're in Attack of the Clones. Him what, and his kids. What are they playing? They play. I don't know. Uh, there's a big. Uh, they go to the opera or whatever, mm-hmm. and like his. They're all there. I think they're blue. They're yeah. They're blue. They're blue people. If you look, you could buy toys of George Lucas and his kids as blue people. Um, <laughs> and so, well, his one kid was um, the the young Padawan who came out fighting the clone troopers when they attacked the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had like Fezzy one knows, fight scene. Fezzy knows the facts. I like it. What but, uh, do you do? Watch the extras, Fez? Um, uh, yeah, I think I, I must have to have known who that kid was. Yeah, and that kid was terrible. Fez will watch the extras. I love it. I've never watched DVD extra ever. It's just a waste of fucking space. No way. That's why I buy DVDs at this point. I buy them for the extras. 
most I, of the time. Why would you buy DVDs? That sounds crazy. Oh, that's, that's a good point, too, Chris. <laughs> it's just called computers and fucking down to man. I haven't bought many recently. Maybe he doesn't uh, hate the people who make the films Yeah, the way you what? do for some reason. Maybe it's all about the art. And we uh, wanna so Shia LaBeouf... On the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm talking out my own thoughts on it here on the air. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's standing up for his... It just, he's got to be careful because if he starts saying, like, Megan Fox called Michael Bay the devil or something, or Hitler or something, compared him, and boom, she's not in the movie anymore. Right. Um, so I think he's got to be careful. I think, I'm sure Steven Spielberg, Spielberg's going to give him a talking to, but he's still going to put him in his movie. When's the last time Steven Spielberg made a great movie? Um, yeah, Catch Me If You Can, maybe? I was probably I'm like, oh, two. I was. Uh, I got up the other morning. I was coming in here, and Close Encounters was on, and I'm ready to come into work, and I'm just staring at different scenes, like the scenes where they were at the house and the toys just started moving mm. by themselves and shit. That was all done. No CGI, no effects whatsoever. Just plain weirdness, mm. and you can't turn your head. Oh, man. It, it, awesome stuff. It's the stuff of ch my childhood. I mean, yeah. it's the stuff of, you know... Of Jaws. And, and we indie. got away from all that stuff. Yeah. He, he's gotten away from how to do that with the camera. Uh, what's that horror movie, The Next e Last Exorcism or something? Yeah, it comes out today. Where Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Uh, where they're just trying to use the old school way of slowly building tension. You can do it cheaply, and you don't need to... Blow people's minds that way, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it, I think I, I. I'm not a huge fan of the movie. I don't dislike it, mm -hmm. but uh, I like the fact. I like people don't like the uh, you know that sort of last exorcism, paranormal activity, uh, Blair Witch way of doing things. You know, where it's the realism, it's the cameras. I right. think that's awesome because I, I, it does. A, it's low budget. Anybody can do it. It right. makes for great ideas, and. Uh, yeah, and then they're forced to keep everything real. There's an awesome series. I think it's a Spanish series called uh, Record, R-E-C. That's the same same sort of thing. And the second one came out this summer, and it was freaking awesome. It's like a, it's a zombie movie, but uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a building sort of all quarantined. They remade it in America as quarantine. But it's the same thing, and it's, it's a great, simple idea, done cheaply, and yeah, it's very If you can build that slow suspense, it blows away all the computer stuff yeah, yeah. that you can possibly do. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'll let you pick a uh, topic here, Fezzy. Where do you want the conversation to go? Um, I was going to say, is Warner Brothers is doing, you know, they're trying to bring the DC superheroes out to... Yeah. You like you don't like the DC superheroes? No, the DC are the oh, ones I love. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, to replace the Harry Potter series. Right, yes. Is it going to, I mean, they go so slow. Is it going to be able to catch up to that? What do you to mean Harry Potter? So slow? Yeah, well, it takes forever for a DC superhero movie to come out, where it seems like uh, Marvel and Sony have them just on a conveyor belt. Well, I think I think the conveyor belt started. I mean, we got Green Lantern, um, and then you know it's funny at Comic Con, I was at the Green Lantern uh, panel, and they talked. Jeff Johns is the guy who's running that basically for uh, for Warner Brothers DC. He's like the guy who's controlling it. He's the Kevin Feige, who's the guy who controls Marvel stuff. And anyway, he wants to – I think it's really about Green Lantern, Fez, what they've been saying is once Green Lantern comes out, if that's a hit, then The Flash is coming and then Wonder Woman is coming. And uh, I, I think it does take a long time, but you know, Green Lantern is, is done. They're done shooting. That, mm -hmm. movie, that movie will be out in you know, a couple months, and um, once that happens, we'll see. But I think once they get the version in the can, if Warner Bros. likes it, they won't wait. I think they'll they'll push. I think the Flash would probably be next, and then eventually they want to make. You know, Marvel's got the Avengers, 
Um, and that took a long time. They, uh, but I think they'll eventually get to a Justice League movie too. Um, will it be good? Batman, Superman, Flat? I don't. Know. It would be amazing uh-huh. to see. How awesome would that be? Um, so it's it's coming. I think it'll happen, right? All right, let's go over here. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's Pat in Minnesota. Go ahead, Pat. Mr. B, you saw an appendix short of a million dollars. Thank you, my friend. I was just wondering if G Baby knows anything about Sin City Two. Uh, since no, um, I know that it's, uh, Rob Rodriguez is thinking about it. I know he's got. Uh, I'm sure we'll find some information out real soon because Machete's coming out in two weeks or whatever, and uh, so he'll be out talking about all his movies. And I think. Uh, We'll find out something soon. I haven't heard any real updates, though, in a while. Um, but I, I, it's definitely going to happen, for sure. There's no doubt that uh, I would imagine probably next year or the year after. But like I said, Rodriguez will say something pretty well, soon. Well, he's got the Machete movie coming out, right, in a couple weeks? Yeah, and um, I, I'm, when I flew home uh, here, I, I missed the world premiere. I, we had tickets to the world premiere. My friend saw it. Do you love it? Uh, they were uh, eh, on it. They said it was too long. But I, I haven't seen it. I can't be excited. Hicks and I are going and we're taking knives. I cannot fucking just wait. to be part of the whole night. Well, Mexican gangster type of thing. Yeah, just a whole thing. Uh, so they thought it was too long. I think it was a little long, but you know, fun when it was. I'm, I hope it. Uh, I hope it's fun. I like Rob Rodriguez, but he he seems to be spreading himself a little thin. Predators was terrible. Um, let's go over here to uh, James, South Carolina. Hey, Ron. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Hey, I heard G Baby say that Wonder Woman was going to be coming in her movie. That'll be great. Uh, all right. Why are you going to work di- dirty, Jermaine? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just the, the way I deal with things. Yeah, maybe it's one of her powers. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they're going for the uh, their, the porn tie-in already. John, Georgia, you're on a fez. Hey, uh, G-Baby. What's up? Uh, any word when the uh, next Star Trek's coming out? They're, they're writing the movie right now. Damon Lindelof, who um, you know was one of the co-creators and uh, executive producers of Lost, is currently writing it. And... Uh, he compared it to the Dark Knight in uh, in its structure, but that's easy to say. Um, but I think it's coming out 2012, is I believe. When Do you like the last one they did? I love it. Yeah. I actually I saw the Ziegfeld, forgot it by the time I hit the parking lot. Mm. Didn't hate it while I was in there, but by the time I got out, we didn't talk about it afterwards. You know, I like a movie that you're discussing. Sure. After the film. No, I, I loved it, but it's it is. We we're talking about the same story over and over again. That movie's just Star Wars. That's yeah. exact, that, they remade Star Trek to be Star Wars. Uh, which is probably Finally, why I liked it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Greg. Greg, you're on Ron Fez. Oh, hey boys, uh, G baby. I was a big fan of Ben Affleck's first uh, movie there uh, that he directed, Gone Baby Gone. Mm. Good film. Uh, have you seen uh, Have you seen The Town yet? I'm a huge fan of Boston kind of gritty crime shit. Have you seen that yet? What Any thoughts on that one? Uh, I haven't seen The Town yet. Uh, I, I hear that Jeremy Renner is like amazing in it, Oscar caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the truth's great. I love the cast. Did Fleck direct this as well as? Yeah, it? yeah. Um, so did he? Was he? Did he star in Gone Baby Gone? I'm, I'm, no, no. Yeah, that's right. He put his brother in it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but he stars in this, so maybe that's going to drop it down a little bit, just because I don't know if Affleck is good enough to direct himself as well. It takes a special person, but uh, I, I things about the town have not seen it. I'm excited to see it. That's one of my yeah, most I'm anticipated go, I want, the fall. This is one of the ones I want to see too. Sure. Uh, maybe Hicks and I will see a preview for that when we go to Machete together. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Talking movies. Go ahead, Drew. What do you got? Hey, how's it going, Ronnie? It sounds great. It's good Thanks. to have you back. Um, 
I was wondering if you'd seen anything uh, about the social network, if that's got good buzz for if you'd actually even seen it yet. Uh, haven't seen it. Read the book and the script. A um, lot of buzz, though. A lot of buzz. Uh, it, it premieres at the New York Film Festival in a couple of weeks, and I've heard nothing but great things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, having read the book and the script, I can tell you that it's got the potential is there um, to be friggin' awesome. They're selling the hell out of it. The trailers and the marketing and the posters have been really good. Um, so I'm expecting big things. I think that'll probably be one of the ten best picture nominees this year. And I what? imagine. You, do you, I mean, do you think people give a shit enough about Facebook to go see it for, for it to make money? Well, it, well, not, it's gonna well be we don't know the now. backstory. It's, you're not just watching f- Facebook on it. I know. It's about Facebook being put together. Yeah, but I don't think people give a shit enough about Facebook. They know it's here now. Yeah, Everybody's on Facebook. we don't know what the story is behind it is what happens. He was at fucking Harvard or whatever, and he screwed some people over. Now well, he's worth $33 billion. Well, Spoiler alert. Alert. I was going to say, jeez. Pepper. That's from the trailer alone. You got caught. Apparently, Justin Timberlake's there for some fucking reason. He's angry. Angry about this. I oh, just come on. Club. Aaron Sorkin wrote it. The guy who did The West Wing. I mean, like these are like top end people. What's and- the West Wing. Exactly. Um, Don't act like you haven't seen every Fincher fucking yeah. movie right, and right. sat there with your friends going this. Yeah. You know you have. Yeah. I, I I could be wrong. I've been wrong. Fez beat me with the box office a couple of weeks. I don't, I've been known to be beat wrong. the shit out of you. It's embarrassment. Yeah, no, I, I told you, Expendables. I know. Uh, Brad, New Mexico. Hey, I want to ask T-Baby what he thinks about the Coen Brothers redo of True Grip coming out on Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Christmas Day? I think so. Yeah. Um, I heard that it's their own interpretation. They, The rumor is that they didn't even know that there was a movie. They, they, they lie. Yeah, I know. It's they bullshit. fucking lie about everything. I've never they seen say. that really famous John Wayne movie. Yeah. I'm fucking Ethan and Joel Cohen. But they said that they picked up the book and went, oh, well, this would make a great movie. There's a really famous movie about it. This, they, can the Cohens do any wrong? I don't know. Yeah, and you know, it's very weird. It's not like, even though that's a famous movie, I bet if you ask most people under the age of 40, they sure. haven't watched it. Yeah. There's certain movies from the 50s and 60s everyone's seen. True Grit's not one of those movies. No, definitely. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. I know about it. I haven't yeah. seen it. I'll see it before it comes out. Just well, have you ever out. seen any John Wayne movies? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, there is nothing different in that movie, except for he had finally gotten so old that they're like, we've got to give an Oscar to him. Oh, okay. But there's no different if they would have given him for that or ten movies that, that came out before. Yeah. I mean, the Co- Coens in, in the West, that, that hasn't been a bad combination yet. Uh, Tim, you're on my first. Hey, Roddy. How you doing? Good. Uh, Miss Soundboard Appendix. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, what have you heard or what do you think about the proposed Caesar Rise of the Apes movie that's supposed to come out next year? Uh, I know uh, a fair amount about it, but I really can't say, to be quite honest. I'll I'll just leave it at that. So you know, but can't say. It's in the vault. Yeah, I can't can't say anything about it. You got it between me and you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I know I know an awful lot about it, and I can't say anything about it. Uh, but it comes out next summer, and that's what I'll say. Well, who have you heard from it from? Just tell me that. Maybe I'll call the person later. Uh, well, I've Maybe heard... Maybe they want to tell me. The director and the star. Okay, so you're friends with everybody, and I'm not. <laughs> Stop throwing in our faces. <laughs> no, I'm not friends with anybody, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't talk about that movie. What goes on with you out there in Hollywood? We do a lot... I, I get to do a lot of cool things. You changed so much. When you were on the East Coast... You're a regular guy. I was wearing just a good regular guy. Team Eastside Dave T-shirts, getting drunk at you know fight events. And... Don't make Fez cry. No, he I wants know. you to also think that he's on his side. <laughs> Fez I, start, I love Fez. Fez started with a slow day today. I didn't. We had to talk in between. 
And look at him. He's back now. I was going to ask you something about that Planet of the Apes that I heard, and now I don't well, know you, if you, I can you, ask. You can ask. I just, I well, can't really... I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this much. You're making a couple changes. It's going to be Planet of the Grapes. They go to another planet, and it's like, what happens if grapes would have been running things? I, I mean, what I, what I could say this. I could say that, yes, yeah, Caesar Rise of the Apes comes out next summer, and it's a prequel to the other Rise of the Apes movies. And it's basically, um, we find out now uh, what would happen today to get the ball rolling to in uh, X amount of years that Charlton Heston is on, uh, finds the Statue of Liberty. Like it's, it's the, you know, it's the seedling of that idea of planet of the apes set in modern times. And, uh, it's a really cool concept. And like I said, uh, uh, you, you'll be able to read all my thoughts about it on collider.com in about six months. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to wait right here, Jermaine. Yes. For another six months. Perfect. To go by. Um, talking here is Julius. You're on the Run Fair hey. Show. Hey, uh, when are they going to come out with the new Superman movie? And if they don't come out with it, is it true that uh, Siegel and Schuster's estates get the rights to that movie? Um, I know that they're... All I know is that I think David Goyer, who uh, did the Blade movies, and he and uh, he is writing currently writing a new Superman movie. Christopher Nolan's producing. Jonathan Nolan, his brother, is producing. Um, I don't know when that's coming out. I just know that all, all the, that anybody will say about it is that Christopher Nolan was talking to David Goyer, and David Goyer pitched him the idea for a new Superman, and he and Christopher Nolan said, "That's it. That's how you reboot Superman," and and that's all Christopher Nolan anybody will say about it. So it's coming. I would say I'm I'm guessing probably in thirteen or fourteen. Do you think they keep the kid who played Superman, or they get rid of him? Ralph is not going to be in. I don't think. I, I, I he's done. To, I think he's done. We talked to him, uh, and we talked to him a little bit about that. And he, he's he's totally out of the loop. I think it'll be somebody else. But that's got to be crushing, huh? You think oh. you signed up for a franchise? Yeah. And you're the piece of shit that ruined the franchise. <laughs> I think I don't think it was his fault. Do you think they'll use the kid from Smallville, who's been playing Superboy for ten years yeah, now? Maybe. But then the problem with that is, is if you use him, then everybody automatically thinks it's a Smallville sequel. And uh, then do you have to use all the Smallville canon stuff? I, I don't think they probably want to deal with that. I've never watched Smallville. Me neither. But um, a lot of my friend, a lot of people watch it. I remember I was at Comic-Con and there, I couldn't get through an aisle. It was just dead stop because Tom Welling and Kristen Crook were there like waving. So a lot of fans. Here's uh, Joe in Utah. Hey, how's it going? Say hi to Jermaine. Hey, Jermaine. What's up? Um, the movie Centurion is released today i believe and it's also on on demand on mm -hmm. comcast how do you think that's going to affect the uh ticket sales um i've seen centurion uh it's okay um it's sort of a gladiator light um it's by neil marshall who did the descent I, to answer the question i don't think on demand really has that big uh um and i uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for an effect mm -hmm. on uh on that yet i think most people a lot of people don't know they have it a lot of people, um, you know, and I don't think for Centurion, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal because no, who is it really going to see that movie anyway? I mean, if that movie made $15 million, the mm -hmm. studio is, uh, you know, given a standing ovation. Uh, I mean, the fact that it went on on demand was a certain lack of, uh, you know, idea with it. I don't know. It's it's a good question. I don't think it's going to affect it too much. I think that's going to be an issue in the in the future, though. But you're in work for some movies. Like, I caught... The Joneses the other night on demand. I wouldn't have went out to the theater no. to saw that, but uh, paid the money to sit there, and I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah, uh, and probably I I probably liked it better 
watching at three o'clock in the morning on TV than if I would have went out to the theater because it's um, it's not something that you need to give a hundred percent to. Yeah, it's, and it's it's cheaper. A lot of people have a lot better like systems than you can go in a theater. A theater, mm. you know, is, is there's gum on the ground, there's people talking. You sit at home, you got your nice TV, you got your couch, you can pause it. That's how. And my theater is actually people on the ground and gum was talking. Oh, sorry. But I've had very high fevers, <laughs> and uh, uh, honestly, Fez, mm-hmm. I really I came back too fast. Came back too fast. Uh, Roger, upstate New York. Hey, hey, what's going on, How are you? Good. Uh, did you see Tron yet, and what's your take on it? I know that uh, Daft Punk is doing the soundtrack, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I, no, I haven't seen I don't think anybody's seen the full movie yet. I know that they're actually doing some reshoots uh, like last week. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think they're they're putting a lot into this movie. It, movie's been at Comic Con for three years before it even started. They were trying to push it there, and uh, there this year we saw um, a, a new trailer which is out now, but then a bunch of other footage, and uh, I think I mentioned on the show it looks really good. But the look, Garrett Hedlund, I don't know if he can act. We know Bridges is awesome, and Bridges is playing himself at thirty years ago, which looks pretty cool. Um, I think uh, I'm just not sure if that band is familiar enough to people today. Uh, so I think it'll probably be a pretty good movie. I just don't know how well it's going to do. Well, do you think there's some way of pushing the first movie out to people before this one comes out? They, they mentioned that. I think I think it is coming out on Blu-ray, and I think they might get a small theatrical release um, and beforehand. But I, I don't know if that's going to do anything. How about re-releasing the game into the arcades, yeah. where you could really have some fun with it? Because it was four arcades in one, Hicks. Shit, all the games, baby. I know. Yeah. It was great. I'm surprised you know what an arcade is, Hicks. Um, What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, <laughs> that you don't come off as a modern-day Flynn. That you just <laughs> seem like you're too far behind it. Fine, I'm going to start my own arcade, then. Perfect. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Andy in Cleveland. You're on run fez Hey, guys. Uh, so... Just some DC knowledge to add to the, the conversation. Uh, one of my fears for the DC movies uh, coming at us, uh, they've been really cranking out these animated features that they're, they're, they're you know, they're solid. That's the problem. They're, they're 75 minutes, they're good, and I think, you know, they highlight all the characters that DC is going to be coming out with. Uh, Lantern, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is especially good at the entire cast from Waitress. All right, so he's, uh, he likes these animated uh, DC movies. Have you watched them? No. I heard, uh, everybody re- recommends uh, Green Lantern First Flight to me. It's great. Is it, yeah. If the Green Lantern movie is as good as the cartoon, it's it's going to be... I mean, not He likes o- his cartoons. Right. Fez likes his yeah. cartoons. I, 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 I should watch it and talk to you, Fez, because I read the screen. And, and uh-huh. You thought it blew? It was okay. It was okay. I mean, how could it be good? A guy fights with a. But they expanded out into the out into the universe, so it's not strictly on Earth. You go to all these different planets, and that's pretty cool. Um, but the movie in at, at the end is you know a guy fighting with the ring, and it doesn't really have anything spectacular in it. But but like with Bat with uh, Batman and Robin, the George Clooney Batman with yeah. Mister Freeze, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right, right along the same time they released the animated uh, disc um, Batman Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. Which was a great Mr. Freeze story. And it had Batgirl and it had Robin in it. And all you needed to do was that story. I don't know why they can do it for the cartoons, but they can't do it for the big screen. I, I think it's because the people making the cartoons are the people who really care about it. I don't think, you know, uh, how much did George Clooney care about Batman? You know, he, he got $20 million to that movie or but, something. And also, do you think that you could make a good fucking Yogi and Boo Boo live action? It's coming out. 
these are fucking cartoons. Why would it necessarily, why would a cartoon be good? It's a lot easier to make someone punch somebody with a ring, with a big fist that comes out of a ring, in a cartoon than in real life. You're going to be stuck looking ridiculous, which happens to Superman. Because you look ridiculous when you try to act like a guy dresses like that in 2010. Right. Well, then, then they do what they with the X-Men, where you sort of make them a little more... Uh, you, you change the outfits and try to make them more screen-friendly. And, and that worked for a couple um, of movies. Let's go over here to uh, Greg, Kentucky. Hey, uh, G-Baby, I was wondering if you've heard anything about this uh, new series on HBO that just got the green light uh, starring... Starring Nick Nolte and Dustin Hoffman. It's uh, called Luck, about the life on the backstretch of a horse race uh, track. Right. Yeah. No, I, I heard about it. I know that they have at least an episode or two in the can, um, and I think it'll be. A, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I'll probably see it sooner rather than later. I'll just leave that at that. But um, it. Uh, I, I think Mike Nichols is behind it. I could be wrong. Um, that's got potential. HBO. I mean, they got a pretty great track record. You think about it. I don't watch everything on HBO, but. When they release something, it goes through a lot of steps, and uh, when it comes out, it's pretty good. Well, they just spent, I think, over $200 million on that Pacific thing. Yeah. I can't believe that they have that kind of money. Yeah. I can't believe that they've got $200 million when they can't even sell advertising I think it's, on there. I th well, I think a that was a lot of uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, which put those the, right. the investors come easy. Plus, I mean, I think from what I've heard, HBO's at a point where – they don't want. They're not even trying to like get subscribers anymore. They're just such a brand name. It's so like just understood. HBO is where it's at. That they're just trying to make awesome content. Uh, they got the uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing the preview thing here next week or the week after in New York. That looks like it's going to be gigantic. Oh uh, man, it's awesome. I um I, I should be checking it out pretty soon, and uh, I, I'm so excited for it. Um, I, I don't really know much about it other than what you guys know, but I'm excited. Sean Albany, you're on Renefest. Hey, I was wondering, what do you think about them changing some of the races of some of people in the superhero movies? Like, I can understand them going with the Ultimate Universe, uh, Nick Fury, but, like, they're changing Luke Cage to be black. They were originally talking about Spider-Man being black. Do you think it affects the story that much, or are they just trying to pander? I don't know. I, I think I think you should they should leave it open to whoever's the best for the role, but at a certain point... If they had cast uh, Donald Glover, the guy from Community, as, as Spider-Man, that was the big rumor. Um, I think, not even for a racist way, people would have been like, wait, why is Spider-Man black? And it just draws attention to something uh, mm. that maybe would have created a conversation that maybe should be had. But at the same time, I think that uh, studios are going to be way too scared of that. Uh, but you can definitely do it with lesser characters. It was always weird oh, sure. the geeks out. And uh, again, it might freak people out for a minute or two but like you said if the person's talented he'll be able to carry it yeah yeah i think so i think yeah, yeah I, I don't think it should box in something like that and i think people should be open to it uh the geeks especially because those are the people who are going to bitch uh 866 ron zero fez 866 ron zero fez here's nick in illinois hey buddy how are you doing today good man awesome hey i got a couple quick uh, updates i want to see if uh if g baby knows anything about the three stooges uh, Tim and Eric, and then what happens to the Hobbit? Now Toro's out. Uh, all right. So first one was what again? Uh, the Three Stooges. Three Stooges. I don't know anything update about that. I know they had a really awesome cast, and I don't know. I haven't heard anything since then. Uh, Tim and Eric aren't Tim and Eric gone? Cartoon Network. I think they're working on the Steve Brule show, and I, I don't know if they're gonna. They probably do second season of that because everybody's talking about it. And 
Third was uh, the the Hobbit. Hobbit. Um, I I think uh, I think Peter Jackson's going to end up doing it just because there's gonna, they're going to throw a bunch of money at him. But the problem is is that it's owned by MGM. Once MGM gets sold, uh, somebody's going to buy MGM for six billion, whatever it's cost, and then the Hobbit will get made with Peter Jackson. That's my idea. And he's not doing anything in between here and there. He, he's got um, Tintin with Spielberg, uh, but um, you know, a, a cartoon that you guys are going to love. It's it's mocap, so it's uh, more Avatar than it is. Yeah, uh, we all can't wait for Tintin. Yeah, I think that comes out next next December is the first Tintin that Spielberg directed, and then there's. Jackson is supposed to direct the second half. They're co-directing, but look, one is directing more. So, um, but Tintin's been done for like months. Uh, I mean, like Nick Frost and, and <coughs> Simon Pegg are in it. So it's got a great cast, but I think he could probably shoot the shit out of that in like two, three months, second Tintin, and have plenty of time to do Hobbit, especially since they've been in pre-production for that for months with that, years. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to uh, Jonathan in Texas. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, good show today, guys. Um, I wanted to bring up, I heard y'all mention The Pacific from HBO, and uh, I usually allude that to Band of Brothers, which I love Band of Brothers, but The Pacific, I really felt like they were pulling for too much emotion. They were, they were going for those real tear-jerk moments, and it really ruined the, the entire miniseries for me. Like, the, the, young, the young kid from the, from the South, I didn't think he was necessary at all, because it, it seemed to end up focusing on him, and it wasn't about you know, the, the, the group of people that they were going through this. And, uh, you know, it, in the end, it ended up ruining the entire series for me. It's just kinda, kinda I never watched it at all, but those, for some reason, Spielberg and Hanks can't get World War II out of their head. Yeah, no. Uh, I watched Pacific and Band of Brothers. I agree with this caller. Um, the first, Band of Brothers is way better. And, uh, the, the, yeah, I mean, Pacific started the first three episodes about this one guy. Then he sort of went away for like six episodes, and then he comes back at the end, and you're like, hey, where is it? I think, yeah, I think they try to they try to focus on these three characters, and they spread themselves too thin over a couple episodes. It's not bad. I don't think it ruined it. I think it was better than 90% of the crap on TV, except for like Louie. Well, that's not hard to be better than 90%, yeah. because it's unbearable out there. Yeah. Uh, Hicks, you said Sleeves sent us something? Sleeves has wrote a song for your appendix, labeled the appendix song. Ooh. What's it called? The appendix song. All right, let's take a, let's take a listen. Well, it's appendix time, oh my goodness, appendix time. We've got morphine and catheters, and crazy things I can't remember. But we don't have doctors, not a single silly doctor. No dentists or biologists, PhDs or Scientologists, just anesthesiologists, I'm afraid. Knockout artists of the first rank Well, it's appendix time Oh my goodness, appendix time We've got morphine and catheters Crazy things I can't remember So you need a lot of morphine On account of the catheters It's a wire rusted round a shoe The morphine just protecting you From the hospital pain we inflict is much worse than the pain that brought you here in the first place. If you want to have a visitor, well, you need a new partner. If you want to go home, find a nursing partner. But if you want a doctor, you need a helicopter. Because none of us is fully trained, though we're experts at killing pain. From all the catheters. 
appendix time, oh my goodness, appendix time. We've got morphine and catheters and crazy things I can't remember. But we don't have any doctors. It's about us. It's our story. Oh, what gets into that crazy bastard's head up in there? He's a talented mother effer. Yeah. Fez, you got a little mention in there? Yeah. Yeah, a little mention. Fez yeah. didn't come to visit me, and then he got upset that everybody... Yeah, I heard about that. What did you think? Uh, I'm surprised you didn't visit. What did your mom think? My mom was also surprised. She really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we were listening yesterday. But this is off topic from that, and I'm not not for any reason in particular. But I just saw on CNN that <clears throat> Facebook is trying to uh, trademark the word face. Yeah, and that's a bad. That Eastside Dave would be very missed. Face. We better get in <laughs> as much as we if can. If you have a website with the URL with the word face in it, they'll, they're trying to get the right to shut you down. Go for book too I, while you're at it. Not? Well, I got Ron Fez. I got Ron Face Show. <laughs> oh, I hope no. they don't stop that. The A team's done. It's Independence Time when we got a catheter. La 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 la, crazy sleeves. <laughs> and I'm going up and crazy. I just love to go up there and see him with, uh, in the North Woods sometimes. It's got to be just bad shit. Oh, hell yeah. I want to see what his fucking house looks like. Oh, it looks like a crazy old house. <laughs> and I'm in here playing the piano. So your mom thought he should have been there? Yeah, I mean, you guys have been friends for so long. It's like, uh... well, we're not friends outside the show. Oh, okay. I just found that out. Oh, all right, because I thought you know you our friendship takes uh, uh, takes place here, right, Fez? No, it's outside of this room. Well, then we're... I thought it would be better if I didn't go. Mm. It's appendix time. <laughs> Fez is not here. Just play that on Boardwalk Empire. It's got that feel. Oh, Boardwalk Empire, and I'm going crazy now. <laughs> um, let's go over here to uh, Sandman. Enter Sandman. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Sound like a million bucks. Wanted to say uh, pretty proud of you. I don't know how you uh, you uh, turned down that shot at the lauded because that shit is like golden love use. Uh, my question's really for G-Baby. I was wondering what he thought about the other guys. I'm about to take my daughter to go see it, so I just kind of want to get some feedback. Punch it out. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't. I thought the other guys was okay. It's your Hollywood run-of-the-mill average comedy. Um, it's got some laughs. It, it, it was. Uh, it, it felt forced to me. Just mm -hmm. like Mark Wahlberg, his whole his whole performance is always like on the edge and crazy. It's up for some yeah, his entire movie and the whole movie feels like that. Like it's always forcing. It's like oh oh, here's another joke. Does he know that he's five four for all the threats that he gives people? <laughs> And everybody's supposed to be afraid of him. He yeah. really tried to sell that as the movie was uh, coming out, like when he was on the MTV Awards. Yeah. He was just screaming at Will Ferrell. He did the same bit at the ESPY Awards. Oh, I hate that guy. Oh, that guy drives me crazy. And what's weird about it is like, and you have all that, and that's where you sell the movie. And then the movie, this isn't a spoiler, the movie ends, or they're the, the credits from An Inconvenient Truth, where it's like telling you like a message. And it just, just juxtaposition is like, what the F are they trying to do here? It just makes no sense. I, 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 if, you want, if you want to laugh, the other guys, you could do a lot worse, but I, I wouldn't say it's like I'm great or anything. Uh, Fred Hoboken, you're on my face. Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to ask G-Baby if you knew anything about Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, um, there hasn't really been an update about that. And who knows, like, Murray always says something about it, and then Aykroyd will say something, and Ramis, and 
uh, who knows what's going on with Is that? There, there's no reason to do it. No, there's no reason to do there's it. There's no reason. Like, I don't want to see, uh, I didn't want to see it four. I, I don't want to see Ghostbusters three. I mean, the second one is, is bad enough. I mean, it's not terrible, but it, it's bad enough. It's like, just let it go. We don't need to see new Ghostbusters. It's just, stop mining these old things, you know? Uh, they're uh, out of ideas. Nobody has any ideas anymore. No, I think people have ideas. They're just not, Hollywood's not paying for them. They're just like, like, well, we know this will this will make money. Ghostbusters, out. I don't care who's in it. That movie's going to be a hit. Well, what they if know they did Appendix the movie? I think pretty sure the song right now from but, Sleeves. But Fez won't be in that one. Oh. <laughs> nice, Jermaine. Thank you. Um, Fez was there for me, but on the inside. I saw somebody tweet that uh, Fez couldn't make it because uh, he was getting peanuts or something like that. Oh. <laughs> We are friends from 11 to 3. And that's all that matters, Fezzy. Buddies. And beyond? Well, beyond, we would have been there for each other. Right, yeah. It was was a decision I made. Wrong decision, but it was a decision I made. How many syllables in decision for him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one extra there. Decision. That was a decision I was able to make. What are you planning this weekend? Um, I don't know yet. I might have to go back for Tuesday for a checkup. You want to go and meet me there then? I'll go with you Tuesday if you want me to. No, of course not. It's the checkup. I need you there when I'm spitting up blood. Oh, man. It's appendix time, but your partner's not there. Craze actually came to visit you? Yeah, he did. That's crazy. That's great. I actually got plenty of visitors, so it wasn't a problem that Fez didn't come. And then it was just other people uh, judging Fez. Yeah. For not coming. I mean, let's face it. If it happened this weekend, would you be there? Uh, yeah, of course. Mm. I, I have a... And you still wouldn't, Fez? No, I would be there this time. Oh, this weekend you're not busy? No, I wasn't busy last weekend. It was just what I felt was right. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was best I wasn't there for you in your hour of need. <laughs> Brutal. I, as you say to your daughter, I think it would be best that I don't walk down the aisle with you or pay for this wedding. That way, we won't have to deal with my shit. Oh, it's appendix time and everybody's bringing appendix, yeah. I wonder how he knows when he's done with that crazy song. Everybody likes appendix time. He just says something like that. Kind of mumbles yeah. slowly, and then oh, that's done. Yeah, it's longer than usual sleep song, but good. Well, he goes back and forth, um, but I want to do a, a salute to Sleeves Day pretty soon, yeah. where we just play all the songs. Especially if it, ha- I, I should do it while Owen and I are on v- vacation, and Anthony doesn't have to ruin it for Sleeves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because remember when he said something bad about the snow? He doesn't like the Christmas song. He doesn't like the Christmas song. That's a great one, Falalala. The Falalala song. Having good times, fa la la la. Taking out appendix, fa la 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 la. I think that's awesome. It was uh, good for me that when my appendix was being uh, taken out, and piece by piece, because it had just ruptured. Um, from what I understand, I was seconds from death. But a lot of seconds. I mean, I was like 8 million seconds from oh, death, okay, so right. it's not so bad. But still seconds. I guess we're all still we're seconds. We're all seconds from death, yeah. sure. Uh, second to second. Uh, and f- by the way, I wasn't there when Fez had his heart attack. I thought you were. Oh, yeah, you're right. I picked him up at the doctor's, took him all the way to the thing, 
sat with him, went down the hall with him as he gave me the thumbs up sign. He gave me the thumbs up sign as they were like, taking like an me. injured football player. Yeah, <laughs> like I know, I know that you're not paralyzed. Fez called his parents for him. Huh. Well, eh, whatever. You're doing better now, and you got a couple more days the weekend. And, well, and it's best to be friends during the show. Who wants a friend after the show? Um, and I know that Fez didn't get mad when Earl left you alone, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I couldn't find him anywhere, and my phone wasn't working. Yeah. Well, this was your time to show Earl how to step up. Maybe he just did didn't Earl want to you. Did Earl visit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Franklin visited. Oh, wow. I actually saw from just about most of my friends except for one. But not, uh, you know, but Fez is my 11 to 3 friend. He's a 202 friend. Yeah, he is. He's a 202 friend. Jermaine, it was wonderful to have you come in here. How long are you back on the East Coast? Uh, just till two, seeing some friends, hanging out, and then I will be back in L.A. next week. And I'm going to Fantastic Fest in Austin in a couple weeks, so that's going to be a lot of fun. In Austin? Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll try to call him. a lot of fest in. there. Oh, it's great. So much fun. It's a great town. But thank you so much for having me on. This is so, I love being here, and I love contributing to the show, and thank you. Appreciate it very much, both of you guys. Well, we appreciate having you here. And... Uh, I want you to be prepared to break some really big news during the day. One, it's great to have somebody who understands, who just doesn't talk about themselves and their own depression, and whose girlfriend's alive. That's I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Plus, sorry, uh, Paul. Jane. When are you going to head out west? Are you going to stay here on the East Coast, or eh, it's yet to be determined. Oh, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whoa. <laughs> you you worry about him fooling around out there on the West Coast with no one around? Not really. Mm. His roommate's good. Keep stabs on him. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I guess so. But he's not high, which is always. Um, if you had a nice stoner roommate who just there, like it was true romance the whole time, <laughs> and said get cleaning supplies, that would be my perfect LA roommate. It's m- m- might as well be him. Yeah. All right, we got anything uh, we need to plug here, Hicks? No, we're good, dog. Fuzzy, all set. All right, no RBIs, nothing big happening. All right, boys. Brian Wilson, Jack Holzman on RBI this weekend. It seems like that's something I'd want to plug. Uh, but we're getting those done during the show with all those extra things that we've added. No, not yet. How come? It just hasn't gotten done. You got it on your clipboard? Uh-huh. Where's the clipboard? All right, guys. We'll see you back here on uh, I'm Gonna Guess Monday. And I did come back too quickly, so I'm going to take a weekend to stop hurting. Had two quick cases right before you came in. I just, I'm like, I don't know whether I'm staying on my pins. Oh, no. Yeah. And they're like, no, G-Baby really wants you to be here. <laughs> Believe it He's got me. a lot of stuff to plug. He got upset in his Twitter. Oh. Someone told me that you're like, this sucks. I was supposed to do the show. No, I, 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 it did suck, but it was all about you. I, was, I really wanted you. I'm glad you're okay. I did tweet that. All right. See you guys back on Monday. Peace. Peace. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dog. Satellite.